Voidbringer attack, Drahi muttered. We should have guessed they'd start raiding our caravans. Lunamore didn't care at the moment. He pushed his way through weary caravan guards and frightened merchants hiding under wagons. There were bodies everywhere. The Voidbringers had killed dozens. Lunamore searched through the mess, trembling. Was that red hair on a corpse? No. That was blood soaking a headscarf. And that... That other body wasn't human. It had marbled skin. A brilliant white arrow struck from its back, fletched with goose feathers. An Unkalaki arrow. His family at long last had arrived at the Shattered Plains. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapter 37. Yeah, we're only doing the one chapter this episode. Um, I really wanted to give this chapter um, enough time for Jack and I to talk about it. Um, you know, it's one of those kind of special ones where um, Bridge 4 gets back out on the plains and they're, they do their bridge run again. And um, anyways, there's all kinds of fun stuff in here. Let's not spoil it too much. This is actually the spoiler warning, so I shouldn't be spoiling it. If you haven't uh, um, picked the right episode or you are a little bit behind on your reading, make sure that you uh, have picked the right episode and that you do do your reading because we don't want you to be spoiled, which I might have just done. Apologies for that, but I'm not going to apologize for you enjoying the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he just added a strange spice to my coffee and... It tastes fucking fantastic. It's Jack. What's up, man? It's cinnamon, actually. <laughs> oh, you know what? I. It's not that strange. Now that you say that, I, yeah. it tastes like cinnamon. Yeah, you're right. Cinnamon in the coffee is really good. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Puno put in that fucking shiki. I don't know. Well, it just says it tastes spicy, and I think that. I think that um, that rock was kind of, I. Th- I think indicating that the spice was actually meant like to be hot, like like to spice up other dishes where it's kind of like, well, that's, we don't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't put that in this drink. Right. Right. So it, I guess it would be the equivalent of putting like, you know, cayenne pepper or something Maybe. like that I, in your, I have in your two, drink. I have two, you know, this isn't of all the things that happened in this chapter, this is mm. like the least important, but I do have a couple of theories about this whole spice thing. So let me run them down to you. Okay. Either, okay. either Puno and the mm-hmm. Herdazian people already mm-hmm. drink sh- uh, sh- sh- shiki? 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 They already have a version of shiki that they kind of imported from the Hornator people, and they just add spice to it. Okay? It's either that, it's or, right. <laughs> or he just puts that spice in everything, and it's just like a magic spice, and it just makes everything good. You know what I mean? Well, it's... It, uh... 
if it's a magic spice, I suppose. Well, I don't I think it's really magic think. spice, but oh, okay, it's okay. Not like, it's not cocaine yeah. or anything. Well, it could, cocaine well it, could, the... it could be the equivalent of like black pepper to him, maybe. Where he puts Maybe. it on everything. Um, it's, it's Frank's but Red Hot. I, I don't know. I, for me, it was it's, it's for me, it was like a Ratatouille kind of moment. It seemed like he was playing jazz, right? And uh, and adding it, and then. But I also think it was it was um, is it is it Pulio? Uh, uh, Puno. Uh, it's like P U N I O. I think right. Puno. P U N. So so Puno. I think he was. I don't know. I think he was trying to show to the Rock. Look, you're not the only one who. Who knows how to cook? How, who knows food? Yeah, right, right, right. It's, so I'm going to show you this thing. Like, like you have the shiki. This makes it better. Right. You just got to try it. I, I, I like to think. You know, uh, I don't think that we're going to get a f- super in-depth lore dump on shiki and spices and stuff in this <laughs> series. But I like to think in my own head canon that the Herdazian people, like, tasted like long time ago, tasted this mm-hmm. shiki. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, we like it. So they stole the recipe, like they they mm-hmm. took it, and then they just made it better yeah. by adding the spice. And that's why Puno is like, yo, you gotta add the spice to this, man. Like this is how Dude, this is the bomb. It's the lesson. It's the lesson of the story. We're stronger together. Yeah. Than any one of us alone. Dude, what? Okay, let's get to the some. Let's just briefly talk about some of the awesome stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Don't you love that they get to do like one last bridge run together? Oh, yes. Isn't this awesome? It's like, amazing. Kaladin at, at its head where he's supposed to be. And then yep. Rock is like, you know, on the way there, Rock is like yelling out commands like Teft or Kaladin he's would. Given the... Right. Yeah, it's so good. That's man. one of my highlights is that others are doing a Kaladin's job. Kaladin is overhead now. Mm-hmm. Like he's hovering overhead of this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, dude, it's, it's incredible that the bridge, you know, survived, was found, was salvaged mm-hmm. at Dalinar's understanding yeah. like, like dalinar was involved there yeah it's um, it's really great it's really cool uh, i can't wait to get to the ending to talk about the ending with you when you know rock is like this is the last time that this the, the title of the, the chapters you know this yeah. is the last time we do this because the last time we, we march, take to yeah. the, we take to the skies soon right we're lifting off i know yeah it's so good dude and they're like they're carrying it like it's like there's a king on it like they're, they're carrying it with yeah. honor it's so yeah. good dude i like love it so much Yep. Yeah. No, it's incredible. There's a there's so many great little highlights in this chapter. Uh, it's going to take us some time time to get through it. That's it's why I, that's why I really decided to make it only the one chapter. Now one, the next chapter is right, really long too. Uh, or yeah, one ep- like a one chapter episode. But the the mm-hmm. next chapter is a pretty long one too. So we're only going to do it for like uh, as a one chapter episode too. Right. Um. But right. there's no way we could have done these two together because there's just no. in this one specifically there's so much to talk about. Well, let's get to it. The yeah. last, so chapter 37, the last time we march. At the beginning, you mustn't worry yourself about rays. It's a pity about Aeona and Sky, but they were foolish, violating our pact from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's a little more juicy than the other morsels we've had. For sure. There's some name drops in here. Yeah. Do you recognize any of them? Um, I recognized Sky. Okay. But I can't remember from where. There's, there's a lot of different epigraphs that have information in it that you may have forgotten about because it was like a one-off name drop or place mentioned yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think for sure, <laughs> that's an oxymoron. I think for sure. You, you remember Aona a- being mentioned? Uh, no, I remember Ray's being mentioned in a past epigraph. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, I think it was actually in one of the letters from a character to another character. And if we are to assume that this is, you know, the first book is one character writes to a character and then character mm-hmm. two is in the book two is writing back to that first character. Then if this mm-hmm. is the, the response letter to that letter, I mean, if that's what we're assuming, um, that's what right. I'm assuming. Um, in one of those two letters, Ray's was mentioned before. So that, that name is not new to you. No, no, no. Ray's is new, but I, but I thought I recognized Sky as well. It's, but it's it, possible. It could that's be very possible too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we get we get quite a long name to start here, and of course, yeah, you're going to make me read it because yes, you want me to. I mean, you read every other it. word in the book. Why not read this one? <laughs> okay, so, um, so I don't know if it's Numu or Numu. I think it's Numu. So Numu Hakumaki Yaki Eali no Aia Luminor. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how to say that properly, but anyways, I, I, I barely got that one out. You've only ever had to read it like twice before because right. shortly after learning what his name was, mm-hmm. he just said, call me rock. Call me rock. Right. That's right. But here we, we get to call him Luminor. Right. Well, he calls himself r- Luminor. Luminor. Right. Yeah. You know what it makes me think of? Mm. It makes me think of the Parshendi. The Alethi call mm-hmm. them the Parshendi, but mm-hmm. they're like you know, we're called the listeners. We're the That's listeners, our name. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I like that a lot. It's really cool. So Luminor had always been taught that the first rule of warfare was to know your enemy. And man, come on. To know your enemy in cooking. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Imagine if Rage Against Machines song was about cooking. Know your enemy. Fortunately, making a good stew was a lot like going to war. I hadn't thought so until I read this chapter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that was great for me. It was a real treat. Mm-hmm. Um, so Luminor called Rock on, um, by his friends on account of their thick lowlander tongues being incapable of proper speech, <laughs> stirred his cauldron with an enormous wooden spoon and s- the size of a longsword. Um, so I love that, that it's this giant wooden spoon. Mm. I've actually seen these things in like restaurant stores before, these yeah. massive spoons. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, I love that that's his long sword. Yeah. He's going it's to battle every spoon. day. Yeah. Yeah. But it also, it also kind of was reminiscent of like, you know, a giant cauldron, like you're concocting something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it seemed very magical, his whole position in bridge four and in the army. For sure. Um, I really, really like that the cook character is really complex with yeah. rock. I, I, I think that one of the things that Sanderson is doing with these bridge four chapters hmm. is highlighting how truly important each of them are to this group. Yep. You know what I mean? We know Cal's importance. We know Tef's importance with training, mm-hmm. but like rock is just the cook. But he's not just the cook. He's no, like this. No, far from it. He's like the spiritual heart of the group. Mm-hmm. When he, oh, we're going to get to it later and I don't want to, we're gonna I get don't want to get tearied later, but when he's like quietly encouraging Hobber. Yeah. Come on, man. Like yeah. I, oh, dude, it's so good. It's really it's good. so awesome. It's so awesome. So I like that, you know, we're, we're discovering how important to this group is rock. Well, he's very important, yeah. right? He keeps their spirits high. He encourages them. You know, it's, 
it's really cool. It's really, really awesome. He, he nourishes them. Exactly. Like he mentions it that like in battle, you know, I'm the one who provided that meal in their stomachs. Right. And they can go and do that because they're well fed and. Right. And then they're well rested when they come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's an integral part of the experience. For sure it is, dude. Like it's, it's really cool. I, I, I love it. And in the beginning here, I love it. So he, um, with this, uh, with these thick lowlander tongues, incapable of proper speech, it's mentioned a few times that the, that these air sick lowlanders can't, can't speak well yeah. enough to even pronounce, it's uh, so true. The, his, uh, like his language is like the names and, um, enormous wooden spoon, the size of a long sword, a fire burned with rock bud husks underneath. Dude, I even love that. Mm-hmm. That the fire is made of the husks. I, I'm starting to just ever more increasingly uh, imagine this world. Yeah. So even the fire is crackling and what is burning mm-hmm. is so much more vivid to me now. A playful windspring whipped at the smoke, making it blow across him no matter where he stood. Mm. He placed the cauldron on a plateau of the shattered plains and beautiful lights and fallen stars. He was surprised to discover that he had missed this place. So beautiful lights and fallen stars, is that like a, like a phrase that he would say or think? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, he's, he, so it says he placed the cauldron on the plateau of the shattered plains and he it, was surprised to discover that he had missed this place. It might but be he exclaimed something like a phrase that the horn yeah. eaters use. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like lights it for and sure. fallen stars. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. Right. I just wonder if that's going to come up and be a thing a bit later like, on. Like, I think it's like when we say, like when we have, we have our own adages, you know, when, yeah. um, just in the last chapter that one of the last chapters that we just covered where, um, Evie is trying to use some of her idioms and they don't transfer over well speaking to an Alethi. And this mm-hmm. is something I think that the Unkalaki people do. They, they say this when they're out into the, this open sky and stuff, right? I was equating the beautiful lights and fallen stars with the, potentially with the spren. Yeah. I don't know. He was surprised to discover that he had missed this place. Really? I don't know. He was surprised. He's not really that surprised because no. so, so many of them are, you know, they're touching the wood with, mm-hmm. you know, affection on the bridge. They, they miss this place. And given the choice between training in front of the, the planes in front of Urathiru or here, they wanted to be here. This is where they were made. This is where they were reborn. This is where they were made. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So great. Um, who would have thought he could become fond of this barren, windswept flatland? His homeland was a, a place of, extre- of extremes, bitter ice, powdery snow, boiling heat, and blessed humidity. Down here, everything was so moderate. In Yaakoved, he'd found vine-covered valleys, in Alethkar, they had fields of grain and rock buds were spreading endlessly like bubbles in a boiling cauldron. And then the shattered plains, empty, empty plateaus with barely anything growing on them. But strangely, he loved them. Mm-hmm. Luminor hummed softly as he stirred. I even like this because he likens it to the humming of his mother that he used to do when, yeah. when, when she was cooking. There's a, there's something I think that comes up in this humming here it's, really, 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 really quickly. I think it comes by, I'm going to make sure that to, to point it out to you. Okay. Okay. So Luminor hums softly as he stirs with two hands, churning the stew and keeping the bottom from burning. He could smell the scent of the shattered plains, an open scent. 
the scent of a high sky and baking stones. But spiced by the hint of life in the chasms, dude, this is my highlight. Mm -hmm. Like a pinch of salt, humid, alive with the odors of plants and, and rot intermingling. He's looking around because from his perspective, life and existence is like a recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the mountains are a spice to him. The mm -hmm. sky is, is a flavoring, you know, like he's, it's being described in that way. I really wish it had gone a little more into that sort of thing because man, I really liked that perspective. When his outlook and his metaphors are all food based. Yeah. Like yeah. he's, he's, look at that. He's looking, he's describing the shattered plane scent and what comprises it as components to a recipe. Yeah. Yeah. It's really Dude, cool. It's really great. In those chasms, Luminor had found himself again after a long time being lost. Renewed life, renewed purpose, and stew. Mm -hmm. Luminor tasted his stew. The long roots still had further to cook before he could add the meat. And I love these little descriptions. We can't go over them all, but mm -hmm. just these, the methods of the stew, getting it just right, yeah. you know, it's, it's really great. The rest of Bridge 4 stood arrayed over the plateau, listening to Kaladin. Luminor had set up so that his back was toward Narak, the city at the center of the Shattered Plains. Nearby, one of the plateaus flashed as Renarin Colon worked the Oath Gate. So mm -hmm. Renarin's doing his duty, making sure people get here. Right. Right. Luminor tried not to be distracted by that. He wanted to look out westward toward the old camps. Not much longer now to wait, he thought. But don't dwell on that. The stew needs more, cru more crushed limb. Mm -hmm. so limb another ingredient but dude when i first read this this was the first cryptic bit of information from rock sort of indicating that something's going to happen something's right. coming yeah and, and as a first timer i'm like okay whoa what What's, does this mean yeah, what is rock gonna do dude i was on shaky ground once yeah. again because i didn't know what to expect mm -hmm. it ended up being something that made sense kind and was awesome. relatively yeah. simple. Yeah. But of course, with my mind, I was like, oh my God, is Rock some, does he know that there's going to be a Voidbringer attack yeah. and well, there's he something coming? It makes sense that you would think that because he, he is kind of in tune with stuff, right? His being able to yeah. see Spren, all the stories right. of like how the Horn Eater Peaks are kind of like a nexus point for being able to travel in and out of Shadesmar. The Unkulaki people have some kind of, they're in the know a little more than some of the yeah. other peoples of Roshar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, I tell you, I'm telling you, I was on shaky ground. Um, so not much longer now to wait. I trained many of you in the chasms, Kaladin said. The men of Bridge 4 had been augmented by some members of the other bridge crews and even a couple of soldiers that Dalinar had suggested for training. Mm -hmm. The group of five scout women was surprising, but who was Luminor to judge? I could train people in the spear, says Kaladin, because I myself had been trained in the spear. What we're attempting today, though, is different. I barely understand how I learned to use Stormlight. We're going to have to stumble through this together. It's all good, Gancho, Lopin says. How hard can it be to learn how to fly? Sky eels do it all the time, and they're ugly and stupid. Most bridgemen are only one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, Lopin giving us a little bit of comedy, which is great. Yeah. The captain, the captain did seem in good spirits today, for which Luminor took credit. He had, after all, made Kaladin's breakfast. Right. So there's another little 
perspective, right? Yeah. You start your day and off it, with a really great <clears throat> breakfast. How, how can it, you know, it's only up. I couldn't help but relate this to, you know, making breakfast for your kids. Yeah. Like it just, again, dude, this, this story, it just makes you rethink about all facets of your life. Yeah. If, if you let it. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and that's what we're doing <laughs> is we're that's letting what we're it. doing. Yeah. Dude, rock at the breakfast. You know, I'm in the battle of life and the ever like I'm the one who provided my, my son's breakfast. Right. He, yeah, and he had a good day probably day. because of it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the first step will be, uh, to speak the ideal, Kaladin says. I suspect a few of you have already said it. But for the rest, if you wish to be a squire to the Windrunners, you will need to swear it. They began belting out the words. Everyone knew the right ones by now. Luminor whispered the ideal. Life before death. Strength before weakness. Journey before destination. Kaladin handed Lopin a pouch full of gemstones. The real test and proof of your squireship will be learning to draw stormlight into yourselves. A few of you have already learned it already. Lopin started glowing immediately. Well, I think he's the first one, right? I think so. He's the first one we read about. We, that's right. Right. Cause when he has the king at his mom's house and he ends up breathing in the thing and he starts feeling the tingle in his, in his missing arm, mm-hmm. that's the yeah. first time anyone other than Kaladin within bridge four does it. Right. So, so good. Mm-hmm. And they will help the rest learn. Lopin, take first, second, and third squads. Sigzil, you've got four, five, and six. Pete, don't think I haven't seen you glowing. You take the other bridgeman. And Teft, can you take the scouts? Where's Teft? Hmm. He was just noticing. Luminor was thinking. I love that, too. I love that, that the rock notices. Yeah. He was just noticing this Kaladin. Luminor loved their captain, but he got distracted sometimes. Maybe air sickness. <laughs> it's literally the reason for everything. Everything, yeah. Leighton says, well, Tef didn't come back to the barracks last night, sir. Fine. I'll help the scouts. Notice how Cal- we discussed this earlier. Mm-hmm. Kaladin says, fine. Yeah. We discussed this last chapter that Kaladin knows this other thing that's going on yeah. with Tef. Whatever it is happening with Tef, everyone seems to be aware of it. But no one's really saying it, which is either respectful of Teft mm-hmm. or no one wants to confront like it. say it out loud and confront it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we don't really know what's happening yet, but I'm really, really loving the sprinkling of this throughout these chapters. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really tasty. Every time I see the, the Teft name, I'm like, oh, yeah, I right. know. All right. Yeah. Right. I want it so bad. Dude. I know you do. Oh. <laughs> I know, dude. Okay, <laughs> fine. I'll help the scouts, Lopin. Uh, Lopin, Sigzel, Pete, talk to your squads through how to draw in Stormlight. Before the day is done, I want everyone on this plateau glowing like they swallowed a lantern. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. So good. I also love little Kaladin highlight here, just the way that he m- rolls with the flow. Yep. Tef's not there. I am picking up Tef's responsibility. Yeah, it's all good. It's, this is supposed to be a fun, awesome day of us learning how to do this. There's no, you know, no, no bad juju going on. The one thing I do want to say though, is that, so Lopin, Sigzil, Pete, and, Pete. and Teft can all draw mm-hmm. in Stormlight because he wouldn't be getting Teft to take one of the squads to teach them how to do it if Teft right. couldn't do it. Right. So, so Teft can do it. He's just not here. 
He's preoccupied mm-hmm. with whatever it is going on with him. Mm-hmm. So that's only four of them. Yeah. Right? So, only four. Yeah. And I think a little later on in this, I think the numbers work out to a third. Yeah. I think the dam starts to break in this chapter here and more and more people start to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it said a third of them, but none of the new ones. Right. That's right. That Dalinar had Right, added. because they have all these new, well, they had the five new scouts, the five new mm-hmm. female scouts. Let me ask you a question. Do you think yep. one of those is Lynn, this new character? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. They, her name's not mentioned in the entire chapter. No, it's not, it's not mentioned here. But, but he did say, oh, you're invited to the tryouts. So right. do you think this is the tryouts? I'm hoping so. I think so. I was hoping, I was hoping to, he, to, to hear Lynn's name here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really was. I was hoping to get Rock's perspective on Lynn as being a potential of Bridge Four. Yeah, like that cool. sort of thing. I was yeah, hoping to get that. Having another character but... mention this new character or whatever. Yeah. 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 But it, no, we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So anticipation spren were whipping around luminor gave them the sign of respect oh this was to uh, the the um the uh wind spren that he's seeing mm-hmm. and the anticip- and the and the anticipation spren he gives them the sign of respect which is hand to your shoulder and then to your forehead mm-hmm. these were lesser gods but still holy mm-hmm. he could see their true shapes beyond the streamers a faint shadow of a larger creature at the bottom. Hmm. We haven't, we've never got this before. This is the first time we have anyone who has even indicated that what we see of Spren isn't their full form. No. I know. That's really cool. This is pretty crazy. Yeah. Their true shapes beyond their, you know, wisps of light. Yeah. A faint shadow of a larger creature at the bottom. Yeah. So everyone else just sees this little streamer at the top. Right. Right? Rock sees something different. Luminor handed off his stirring to Dabit. The young Bridgman didn't talk and hadn't since Luminor had helped Kaladin pull him from the battlefield. He could stir, though, and run the waterskins. He'd become something of an official mascot for the team as... He was one of the first bridgemen, or the first bridgemen, that Kaladin had ever saved. When bridgemen passed Abbott, they gave a subtle salute. I love this. D- I was hoping you did, man. Love this. What it's a subtle so little thing, eh? Like, what a, just You're a little thing. the first thing. one that, that he saved? It's when it started, honor, right? Like, this whole right. thing started with Kaladin saving yeah. Dabid. That's when he like, oh, you, I need a hot knife. You make a fire. Like you get right. a knife, you get a, make a start a fire. Like he started yeah. rounding the men up to save this guy's life. Right. And through all of it, through the, you know, um, having to get the milkweed and all that stuff, you know, this is what it all, this is all, the, the result now is these men out here training well, to be these like magic users, these surge binders, you know? Yeah. He gave them all purpose. Yeah. And it started with Dabit. And it started with saving Dabit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome, amazing. dude. I love it. It's so it's, good. Yeah. It's, I mean, I wrote it down as a highlight, but it's hard to pick because there's a lot of them. <laughs> so, um, Huyo was on kitchen duty. Oh, it's Huyo. Sorry. I thought it was Puno. There's I another. I thought it was g- Puno too, but there, it's Huyo. You're right. There's another guy that's Puno. Puno is another one of, um, Getting Lopin's cousins, I think. Yeah, I got them mixed up too. Sorry about that. Darn. You know, me too. I, I wish I hadn't, but Huyo was on the table duty with Luminor today. Huyo requested it. 
The squat, beefy Herdazian man was humming softly to himself as he stirred the shiki, a brownish, horn-eater drink that Luminor had chilled overnight in metal bins on the plateau outside Earth Hero. Interesting that he's also humming. Right. Rock was humming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is, so is, uh, Huyo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Strangely, Huyo took a handful of Lasbo from a pot and sprinkled it in, into the liquid. What are you doing, crazy man? Luminor says. Lasbo in drink? That thing is spicy powder. Air sick, Lonender. So he says spicy powder. Mm-hmm. It could just be a spice. It could be cinnamon. It's a spicy. It doesn't have to be something spicy, like so as in spicy. like hot. Right. It, he, well, he says it's spicy powder. I think it's more like, I think it's more like cumin. Could be cumin, which is like spicier, but you're right. Spicy, but not necessarily hot. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy. Right. Yeah. It's like when you told me that time when I went up to, Tracy and I went up to your place for at Horseshoe Valley mm-hmm. and uh, same weekend as the, uh, uh, an old guy and a young guy joke started. Um, <laughs> um, that weekend we had homemade burgers and I was like, wow, these were really good. And you were yeah. like, I put cumin in it. And yeah. ever since that weekend, I always put cumin in my burgers now. There you go. Yeah, dude. Life is better with spice. Yeah, exactly. Spicy baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, air sick. So I guess I would be the Huyo in this, uh, in this, uh, yeah. scenario. Huyo said something in Herdazian in response to, you know, Rock saying, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you, why are you putting this in? Mm-hmm. Bah, says Rock. I do not speak this crazy language you use. Lopin, come over here and talk to this cousin you have. He's ruining our drinks. Lopin, however, was gesturing wildly at the sky and talking about how he'd stuck himself to the ceiling earlier. <laughs> Luminor, <laughs> Luminor just grunts and looks back at Huyo, who proffered a spoon dripping with the liquid. Air sick fool, the rock set, or Luminor says, taking a sip. You will ruin. Takes a sip. Blessed gods of sea and stone. That was good. The spice added just the right kick to the chilled drink, combining flavors in a completely unexpected yet somehow complimentary way. Huyo smiled and says, Bridge four! <laughs> he says in thickly accented Alethi. That's another one of my little highlights from yeah. reading about him earlier, the cousins and yeah. Bridge four! They Bridge just four. shout it randomly. Like, I love it. It's so yeah, fun. Yeah, it is really awesome. It's so great. Um, you are a lucky man, Luminor said, pointing. I will not kill you today. He took another sip and then gestured with a spoon. Go do this thing to other bins of Shiki. So, Rock? We we gotta call out awesome things when they happen with yes, these characters. Always, it's so awesome that rather than you know get jealous of that he improved the recipe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he just rolls with it. Yeah, take the better idea yes. and go with it. Yeah, there's no reason to no, be mad. There's no reason to no be jealous. Pride. He literally yes, said, "Blessed gods of sea and stone, like this right. was good." This was really, this and was now, a market improvement. R- I That's guarantee, right. I don't know this for sure because there's, like I said, there is no extended um, mm-hmm. lore on Shiki going forward in this series, but mm-hmm. I guarantee you Rock will never make Shiki without that spice in it ever again. Probably not. Yeah. Right. Unless there's another, an, uh, until another Hedazian comes by it's and like, drops oh, you, in something you else. Add, uh, you add this one and <clears> this <throat> one. And this one. Yeah. yeah to make, <laughs> to make acid. 
Now, where was Hauber? The lanky, gap-toothed man couldn't be too far away. That was one advantage of having an assistant chef who could not walk because he usually stayed where you put him. <laughs> okay, that's funny and also... <laughs> Really sad. <laughs> a little <laughs> yeah. sad, a little inappropriate, but yeah. also funny. It's, but it's, it's, it's funny, yeah. It's, it's, it's Mr. Sanderson, you know, yeah. it's, it's well-placed. I, I yeah. think it's great. Watch me, watch me now carefully, Lopin says to his group. All right, here it is. I, the Lopin, will now fly. <laughs> the Lopin, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got to be the... I am the Lopin. Yeah, there is There's no, no other. other. Yeah. 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 Oh, you may have heard of this other Lopin. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm the I Lopen. am the Lopen. Yeah. You may applaud as you feel is appropriate, he says. <laughs> he jumps up and then crashes back down to the plateau. Lopen, Kaladin calls out. You're supposed to be helping the others, not showing off. Sorry, gone, Lopen says. He quivered on the ground, his face pressed to the stone. But he didn't get up. He didn't rise. Did you... Did you just stick yourself to the ground, Kaladin asks? Uh, just part of the plan, gone. If I am to become a... dedicated to... If I am to become a, a delicate cloud upon the sky, I must first convince the ground that I am not abandoning her. Like a worried lover, sure, she must be comforted and reassured that I will return following my dramatic and regal ascent to the sky. Amazing. Whoa. Amazing. Is... <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Like the ground and the sky have personalities that he is literally saying, hey, uh, obviously it's a cover up for, the, for bumbling, but, but it's right. also amazing. It's also amazing, but right, but let, let's let's keep it real. He did bumble. He leapt up into the air, yeah. attempting a lashing to fly. Right. Right? Yeah. Failed it. Mm -hmm. Ended up squished on the ground. Yeah, he, he and he's instead lashed did to the an ground. adhesion where he stuck himself to the ground. <laughs> right. 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 So that he, while he's on there, he's like, okay, I can just patch, imagine his face kind of half smushed. And he's like, no, no, it's all part of the, it's all part of the, uh, the, uh, point, uh, Callan. This is, uh, I'm just, yeah. you know, really funny. It is great. I love it's it. It's awesome. Yeah. He's like, you know, choking on some dust and some dirt. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> We're not, you're not a king, Lopin, Dre, he says. We've been over this. Of course I'm not. I'm a former king. You are obviously one of the stupid ones I mentioned earlier. <laughs> I'm one of the, I'm a former king. So what do you think about this? We've heard this from Lopin before. Yeah. I'm a former king. Mm-hmm. Delusion? Real? I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Do you think that there's some truth to some of his delusions? Or do I you think he's just, king. like, is he, is he just a dude who just talks shit about himself like to other people and say i'm the best i'm 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 a former king or is he the dude in braveheart where he's like it's my well, I literally so it's we my brought island. this up yeah well we brought this up before with right. the braveheart guy we have, the yeah. irish guy i love that guy me too i, and love I actually and i actually do think it's his island because he's very convincing for sure and he it ends up but he could out be where... crazy right right well, i think so, that i think those two things are not mutually exclusive i think he no, could be crazy no, and it's still his right. island right right and that would be the best situation for outcome Lopen, that yes, Lopin is that he's crazy, crazy and also a former king and also a former king right. and that we find that out kind of uh you know, very drop of the hat one day. Right. It kind of, I mean, I, I can't confirm nor deny anything. Nor deny, yeah. Yeah, I can't confirm anything or deny it. But I will say that it is really hilarious that he's got all this family around all the time. Yeah. You know, and like. I know. And here's and the thing. Rulers don't tend to have lots of family. Don't, don't underestimate I mean? this guy. Like, he's the Lopin. He, he absorbed the Stormlight first. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He's regrown an arm. Dude, he re he reinvented, not reinvented, he made bridge runs so much better. Remember we talked about yeah. in the first book yeah, how he, he MVP'd all the time. Yeah, right? he did. He made a stretcher yeah. to put the water skins in. Yeah. He liked like his outside of the box thinking helped this squad. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know, dude. I'm gonna I'm not gonna put it past him. If he says he's a king for now. Yeah. I'm going to believe him. Okay. All right. And yeah. <laughs> until you're proven wrong, right? Until, yeah. Until yeah. otherwise, yeah. I'm going to believe in the Lopen. Okay, cool. Yep. I like it. Even despite this adhesion to the ground and him talking <laughs> to the dirt right now, which you're right, is awesome and yeah. funny. It's really funny. Um, okay. So Luminor grunted in amusement and rounded the little cooking station towards Hobber, who is now, oh yeah, who, we rem- who, who he remembered now was peeling tubers by the side of the plateau. Mm-hmm. Why was Kaladin kneeling before Hobber's stool, holding out a gemstone? Ah, Luminor thought. I had to breathe to draw it in, Kaladin explained softly. I'd been doing it unconsciously for weeks, maybe months, before Teft explained the truth to me. Hmm. He's trying to... Remember? Before Teft explained the truth, the truth of what he was actually doing, That he was right? doing it. Yeah, he would, that he was actually doing it. Teft had to go, you right. know, I think you're, I think you might be drawing in Stormlight like a right. Radiant would have. And before right. Kaladin was doing it without even realizing he was doing it. When you first got to this right. part, did you remember that Hobber, like, cause it says it like, literally in like the next paragraph here, but did you remember that Hobber was the one who survived the attack from Zeth? With the assassin in white with yeah. the dead legs? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good, good, good. Cause it's, it's kind of a, like a, an important part. Like there's this, you know. Zeth well, isn't a, really a threat to them anymore, right? But no. but the scars of what happened are sure. still permeating this group with Hobber's legs yeah. being gone, right? Yeah, 100%. Sir, Hobber, Hobber says, I don't know if, I mean, sir, I, I'm no radiant. I was never that good with the spear. I'm, I'm barely a passable cook. Passable was a stretch, thinks, uh, <laughs> thinks Luminor. This is rock, right? Rock, this is yeah, rock. rock. Yeah. But he was earnest and helpful, so Luminor was happy to have him. Besides, he needed a job that he could do sitting. A month back, the assassin in white had swept through the king's palace at the war camps, trying to kill Elokar, and the attack had left Hobber with dead legs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is a serious, serious event. I mean, yeah. you've got somebody who's been um, sort of well, he's, he's, he wouldn't be disfigured by right. this. No. no. It's, it's really he, funny in thinking about back in those moments in the story, because in this very same attack, mm-hmm. Kaladin loses the, the use of his arm. Right. But he knows he can draw Stormlight and draws a massive amount of it and then heals himself. He didn't mm-hmm. realize he was going to be able to heal himself until afterwards. Right. But it's funny that we... We meet a character who just suffered the same fate as Kaladin mm-hmm. and couldn't be healed. It just was a matter of time until Hobber could, right? Right. So he's, so basically Kaladin is trying to get Hobber to absorb. Yeah. yeah. If you can, maybe In your order, legs if you will can. come back. Cause I know maybe it worked leg. for me. It, right. Yeah. Kaladin folded the gemstone in Hobber's fingers and says, just try. Being a Radiant isn't so much about your strength or skill, but about your heart. And yours is the best of all of us. Mm-hmm. Dude. That's great. So good. Mm-hmm. So great. The captain seemed 
Intimidating to many outsiders, though. A perpetual storm for an expression. An intensity that made men wilt when it turned on them. But there was also an astonishing tenderness to this man. Caledon gripped Haber on the arm and almost seemed to be tearing up. Some days it seemed you couldn't break Caledon's storm-blessed with all the stones on Roshar, and then one of his men would get wounded and you'd see him crack. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's definitely a highlight for me. Yeah, I mean, it's, come it's great. on. It's a good line. It's really, the really good. The fact that he's, yeah, that, oh, man. Yeah. I, I can't gush, gush enough about that one. That's a gusher. Kaladin headed back toward the scouts that he'd been helping, and Luminor jogged to catch up. He bowed to the little god who rode on the bridge captain's shoulder, and then asked, You think Hobber can do this thing, Kaladin? I'm sure he can. I'm sure all of Bridge Four can, and perhaps some of these others. Ha! Luminor says. Finding a smile on your face, Kaladin Stormblessed, is like finding lost fear in your soup. Surprising, yes, but very nice, too. <laughs> Come. I have a drink you must try. Yep, no, I need to get back to... Come. Drink you must try. Luminor guides him to the big pot of Shiki and poured him a cup. Hey, that's pretty good, Rock. It's not my recipe. Huio has changed this thing, and I now have to either promote him or push him off the side of the plateau. <laughs> okay. Again, we got to call out when awesome people do things. He didn't take credit. Yeah, he said this is Huyo's thing. Dude. Yeah. It's no, it's no little thing, man. Yeah. It's very easy for people to take credit for stuff they didn't do. Yes, of course. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like, like it just like an episode ago, I took credit for figuring out that the Midnight Mother <laughs> and the Midnight Essences oh, were connected. Right. And then yeah. literally a paragraph later, the clue, <laughs> the, the, the main clue was right there in the, the uh, chapter. And right. I was like, I figured this thing out. So it's really Figure easy out, yeah. for people to take <laughs> credit for stuff they didn't do. That's right. Yeah. You got to call That's out funny. shit things when they happen too, I guess. Dude, I just, I love it. It's, again, I wrote it down as a highlight for me because he doesn't think about, he doesn't hesitate. No. He tells, he tells Callan right away. It was yeah. Huyo that, that, that did exactly. this, not me. Yeah. He's not, pr- he's not prideful in that way. Right. It's the, oh, dude, it's, it's the, yeah, the dissolution of pride, getting mm-hmm. rid of pride. Mm-hmm. Like there's no time for it. I love it. Um, it's not my recipe. Promote him to what? Actually, I would have loved that as the title for this chapter. It's not my recipe. It's not my recipe, yeah. Yeah. Um, promote him to what? Kaladin asked. Getting to himself another cup. So he's having another cup. That's yeah. something for Kaladin. Yeah. I'm stopping for another ladle of this. Yeah. For me, that would be grape pop, but... Uh, <laughs> like if it crush was grape pop, or, I, I, or the... Doesn't matter if it's grape... Like pop shop pop? Yeah, I'm just I'm a big fan of grape soda, and I also like saying grape pop because just, of the I just the P I, to P. I, I don't even know if I like the taste. I just really like the words. I like saying grape pop. <laughs> I can't even say it. Very well. It's one of my favorite grape things pop. ever. Though. Grape pop. Yeah, I like grape pop. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> to Airsick Lowlander, Luminor said. Or, or Lunamore says, uh, second class. Yeah. You might be, yeah, to reduce him to second class. Or no, to, to raise to him to him. second class. Yeah, now promote he's Eric Lowlander, second class. Yeah. You might be too fond of that term, Rock. <laughs> yeah, says Callan. That's fine. Yeah. Nearby Lopin talked to the ground. He's still talking to the ground. Yeah. I love it. 
against which he was still pressed, and says, Don't worry, dear one. The Lopen is vast enough to be possessed by many, many forces, both terrestrial and celestial. I must soar to the air. But if I were to remain only on the ground, surely my growing magnitude would cause to land to crack and break. Would cause the land to crack and break. Yeah, he's saying, I must go to the sky because I'll break you if I don't. Right. <laughs> it's so Dude, funny. I'm not going to put it past him. And when he says that many forces can possess him, terrestrial and celestial. Yeah. I think we've got to take that seriously. I think that's more like he wants to be able to walk on the ground and also fly in the sky. I, okay, fine. I, I, that's fine too, yeah. but... I don't know, dude. I'm not putting anything past the Lopin at this Shit. point. The grand, the grand Lopin unification theory is about to be building in Jack's mind right now. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Luminor. Sorry, I keep saying Luminor, but it's Lunamore. Luna, like moon. Yeah. I need, I need to get that switched in my, in my mind here. So Lunamore looked to Kaladin. I am fond of term, yes, but only because this thing has astounding number of applications among you. <laughs> Kaladin grinned, sipping his shiki and, wa and watching the men. Farther along the plateau, Drahi suddenly raised his long arms and called out. Ha! He was glowing with stormlight. Yeah. Bissig, Bissig soon followed. That should fix his hand, because he too was injured by the assassin in white. Right. Kaladin says, this will work, Rock. The men have been close to the power for months now, and once they have it, they'll be able to heal. I won't have to go into battle worrying which of you I, I'll lose. Kaladin, Lunamore said softly, this thing we have begun, it is still war. Men will die. Mm -hmm. Bridge four will be protected by their power. And the enemy, they will not have power? He stepped closer to Kaladin. Surely I do not wish to dampen Kaladin's Stormblast when he is optimistic, but nobody is ever perfectly safe. This is sad truth, my friend. Yeah, what do you make of this in terms of the importance of, of Kaladin hearing this, knowing this, having this character remind him of this? Kaladin seems to be ever optimistic, putting the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's mm -hmm. never satisfied. He's always got the storm with him. Mm -hmm. But that seems to be the character. He right. can't let the bridge down and he will forever feel guilty about each and every one that he was not able to save. Right. And I think that he, I think that <clears throat> in realizing that the men are becoming squires and they'll have power to make them faster and, and, and more, you know, more stamina and all this stronger and, and then maybe even be able to use some surges, um, yep. that he's found a way to be able to keep them safe. And I think it's just well, he like believes a, that it's a pipe dream, right? Well, yeah. And, and, and it just sort of, it seems weird that, you know, well, if only they have enough power, mm -hmm. then they'll be safe. Right. I don't know. Like if Kaladin buying into that, I, I mean, I think it makes sense because of what Stormlight can do. Right. Okay. But let's say Stormlight or these powers can, so it's coming up here because I wrote it inside of my, in, inside of the book. I'm very concerned by the visit of, El, of Elokar. Right. Okay. And the reason is because it's the first time where, where Elokar or a king or a figure of authority comes to 
the business of the training, the expansion, mm-hmm. the, I guess the birth of the Knights Radiant, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got the core crew that we've got. We've got Dalinar, we've got Shallan, and we've right. got, uh, uh, Yasna, the and five we've got Kaladin, yeah. the five, we've got Renarin, we've got Lyft. Yeah, we got Lyft. Oh, um, she's not really connected to this group yet, but um, not yet. I, no, I'm, <laughs> but I'm I mean, open for Lyft. I mean, they've they he wrote a novella for her. Yeah, so she mm-hmm. obviously will be an important character going forward, but she's just not. Yeah, I she's just so. not with these this group of people in Urethiru. No. So my, but I'll tell you on the next page. Uh, so my my fear, my fear is that the greatest tragedy of this story. That's that I think would be one of the possibilities is that Kaladin loses control of Bridge Four. The power that he invests in these men, mm-hmm. someone like Elokar or someone else, could use it against him. Right. Um. That would be terrible. I I think that um I don't think Kaladin has to ever really worry about any of these men, like betraying no. him. Because a lot of well, it, a lot of the, what they're gaining right now is because of who they've become. And we know from Words sure. of Radiance that yeah. Kaladin lost his powers when he started acting unhonorably within his own code. He started right. doing things against things that he had already stated were important to him. And if yeah. these men were to start doing that, or let's say being um, convinced by Elokar to turn against Kaladin in some way or someone yeah. convincing them to do that, that yeah. might just extinguish their abilities, right? Because it's all tied to honor, it's, it's right? All t- yeah. Especially for Windrunners, it's tied to this honor, the tied honor, to spread, honor. Right? Okay. Yeah. That so, makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So even if well, they did good. turn against him, they wouldn't be as deadly as they could be because they're losing those abilities. If that makes sense. Right. No, no. Okay, um, so Kaladin says, uh, men will die. Bridge four will be protected by their power. And the enemy, will they not have power, says Rock? Mm-hmm. You know, surely I do not wish to dampen your spirits, but this is a sad truth, my friend. Kaladin says maybe. He got a distant look on his face. Your people only let younger ones go to war, right? Only Tuana Likikina fourth son and younger can be wasted in war first second and third sons are too valuable fourth son and younger so hardly ever ha he says you do not know the size of horn eater families Mm -hmm. still it has to mean fewer men dying in battle says kaladin peaks are different place lunamore says smiling at Silifrina as she rose off Kaladin's shoulder and started dancing on the nearby winds. I like how he's, and, he uses her full name. Me too. As a respe- sign of respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just because we have right amount of air for brains to work, but to attack another peak is costly and difficult, requiring much preparation and time. We speak of this thing more than we do him. It sounds nice, Kaladin says. You will visit with me someday, Lunamore says, you and Allbridge for, as you're now family. Lopin says, ground, I will still love you. I'm not attracted <laughs> to anyone the way I am to you. Whenever I leave, I'll come right back. <laughs> so funny. He's literally explaining gravity. Yeah. <laughs> to ground. <laughs> to ground. 
And Kaladin glances at Lunamore and says, Perhaps, Lunamore noted, when that one is away from too much toxic air, he will be less... Uh, lopen? <laughs> says Kaladin. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he will less lopen. Though upon consideration, this thing would be sad, says yeah. Rock. That's it, would be l- it would be sad if he was less lopen. If he was less yeah. lopen, right. So Kaladin chuckles. Um, what happened to your brother, Rock? My two brothers are well, as far as I know. And the third brother? The one who died, moving you from fourth to third, making you a cook instead of a soldier. Don't deny it. It is a sad story, Lunamore says, and today is not the day for sad story. Today is the day for laughter and stew and flight. These things. And hopefully, something even grander. Mm-hmm. So another drop here for this. And again, first time reader, I'm like, what do you, yeah. what do you know that we don't know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, made me nervous. Kaladin pats him on the shoulder and says, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so good, dude. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. That is good to know, he says, though today I believe someone else wishes to talk. Lunamore nods towards someone crossing the bridge. A figure in a stiff blue uniform with a silver circlet on his head. The king has been eager to speak with you. Asked us several times if we knew when you would return, as if we are appointment keepers for our glorious flying leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Skaladin says, he came to see me the other day. The king, who had just marched onto the plateau, was trailed by a cluster of guards from Bridge 11. Lunamore positioned himself working on the soup where he could listen. I love this, that he yeah. listens like, to yeah, this. Very I love curious, it. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Windrunner, Elokar says, it seems you are right. Now, that's a clue to me right there. What? Doesn't call him Kaladin. Doesn't, doesn't call, call him Captain. Doesn't call him Bridgman. Like he used to. Doesn't call him Bridgman, but he calls him with what utility I think he could use. Right. What is he to me? He's a wind You're runner. a wind runner to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, like, we don't often say, oh, carpenter. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, you know. You know like, yeah. Oh, like we, we don't refer to each other as what we do, what our abilities are. Mm-hmm. We have names. At the very least, Elokar is the same he used yeah kaladin's title back then mm-hmm. calling him bridgeman and maybe even captain mm-hmm. but he at the very least he's consistent do you know what i mean maybe it's just you're right that he he's it's an elevation or it's a progression in terms for him to call kaladin like and i guess maybe i'm looking at it too nervously um, perhaps you're right in that he's just acknowledging where Kaladin's at now. Yeah, Cal has is now a windrunner. Okay. And so he's using that. He's using the proper terminology, though yeah. he could still call him Kaladin or Captain Kaladin or, you know, Kaladin yeah. Stormblast. He could use his proper name, but he uses a, a title, right? Mm-hmm. It seems you are right. Your men have, your, your men have had their powers restored. How soon will they be ready? And that's also set me off. Mm-hmm. How soon will they be ready? What do you want to use them for? Right. I don't know. It just reeked a little bit of like, you know, I don't know, Palpatine overseeing, like, like when, when can I use these, these men mm-hmm. for what purpose? I don't know. It just, it reeked of something yeah. for me. Um, 
They're in fighting shape already, says Kaladin, your majesty, but to master their powers, I couldn't honestly say. Lunamore sipped his soup and didn't turn toward the king, but stirred and listened. Have you given thought to my request, Elokar says? Will you fly me to Kolinar so we can reclaim the city? I'll do as my commander tells me. No, Elokar says. I'm asking you personally. Will you come? Will you help me reclaim our homeland? Yes, Kaladin says softly. Give me some time, a few weeks at least, to train my men. I'll prefer to bring a few squire windrunners with us, and if we're lucky, I might be able to leave a full radiant behind to lead if something happens to me. But either way, yes, Elokar, I'll go with you to Althkar. So this, so Cal says it out loud here for the first time in the chapter. He's mm-hmm. not just hoping that some of these people will learn to draw in Stormlight and become squires. Mm-hmm. He's hopeful that one of them will become radiant. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the chapter, those who haven't said it have said the first ideal. What he's hoping is that someone will say the second ideal. Hey, maybe that's what's going on with Teft. Maybe. Maybe it's another advancement. Maybe that's why Kaladin's not concerned about this, because mm-hmm. it's something else to do with Teft. Like, he's, on, he's already moving forward. Let me ask you then. Does, in all the little snippets that they've said about Teft so far, mm-hmm. does it feel like that? No. <laughs> it's another one of my wild theories. pretty pretty I'm close blurting uh, out things that was dude. a pretty fast response what i do I think. yeah but it's yeah this I is do. the first time okay. he says that he's hopeful <laughs> that if he goes with elokar to go help take back althkar or kolinar mm-hmm. the city that maybe he'll be leaving a full radiant behind he's hopeful that one of these men will find their second ideal right say it and then right. become a full windrunner radiant Right. Which is really freaking cool. It's really cool. Good. We have some time as uncle wishes to try contacting people in Kolinar using his visions. Perhaps 20 days, he asks. Can you train your squires in that time? I'll have to, your majesty. Lunamore glanced at the king who folded his arms, watching the windrunners. Hmm. He was, he was, it appears that he was here to watch them train. Mm Mm-hmm. Kaladin walked back to the scouts, his god following in the air after him. So Lunamore brought the king something to drink. Then he hesitated beside the bridge that Elokar had crossed to reach this plateau. Their old bridge, from the bridge runs, had been repurposed for moving people around these plateaus closest to Mm Narak. Permanent bridges were still being reconstructed. Lunamore padded the wood. I love this. They'd they'd thought this was lost, but a salvage party had discovered it wedged in a chasm a short distance away, and Dalinar had agreed to have it hauled up at Tef's request. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Considering what it had been through, the old bridge was in good shape. It was made of tough wood. Bridge four was. So good, dude. Mm -hmm. I love this. During that terrible cataclysm when storms met, entire plateaus had been ripped up and shattered. Though the Everstorm had returned several times, the two storms had not again met over a populated area. So that's interesting too. Mm-hmm. So they They've met, not clashed. Right. That's right. The, only, the only time was at the Battle of the Everstorm. Right. Um, 
They could have trained at Urethiru, perhaps, but none of the bridgemen had complained, sorry, at coming here. The shattered planes were far better than their home than their home homes than their lonesome plane before the tower. This place was just as barren, but it was also theirs. Mm-hmm. I love the way that's put, dude. Yeah. This place was theirs. Yeah. I love it. Cal's, one of my little Cal's made reference to that before, right? Yeah. That he owns these caverns, that he owns yeah. these, th- these chasms. They're mine. Yeah, they're his. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, okay. They had also questioned when Lunamore had decided to bring along his cauldrons and supplies to make lunch. It was inefficient, true, but a hot meal would make, would make up for it. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's inconvenient to drag all the supplies and go through all the right. trouble. But he's like, no, it's worth the it trouble. It will be worth it. A yeah. hot meal. This is how I win my part of the battle. Right. And they don't, they don't know, but he knows how important it is for them. Right. Because he knows his enemy. Right. And giving them a hot bowl of stew is going to be better than a, a cold vichyssoise or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or like some, <laughs> some cold shooter or whatever. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Whatever that stuff was. Though Lunamore, Dabbit, and Hobber didn't participate in the training or sparring, they were still bridge four. They went where the others went. Mm-hmm. So he had Huio add the meat with a strict charge to ask before changing any other spices. I like this. Mm-hmm. Dabbit continued to stir. Um, cooking was like warfare. It really was. You had to know your enemy. And his enemies in this were his friends. They came to each meal expecting greatness, and Lunamore fought to prove himself time and time again. He waged war with breads and soups. <laughs> I love this. Um, sating appetites and satisfying stomachs. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's a highlight for yeah, sure. It's awesome. Winning wars with meals. Yeah, war with food is awesome. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. As he worked hands deep within the dough, he could hear his mother's humming. Mm-hmm. Her careful instructions. Kaladin was wrong. Lunamore hadn't become a cook. He'd always been one. Yes, he'd trained with a bow, but soldiers needed to eat. And Nuatoma guards each did several jobs, even guards with his particular heritage and blessings. Right. So he was supposed to be a fighter, a warrior. Right. Yeah. A but, new, his, a new, but his younger what's brother... The word? Nuatoma. Mm-hmm. But his younger brother, the third brother, died, right. making him the cook. We get right. a little snippet of what happened there later at the end when he has a conversation with his wife. About what happened with the brother? Yeah, because she, she's like, you're a cook now? Right, you're a cook now, right. So it happened after he left the, he left the Horned Peaks as a warrior. As a warrior. Yeah, and yeah. had to become a cook because his younger brother died during whatever happened to land him in uh, the Shattered Plains, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think he... I think we know that he... Remember he ended up in the um, the Bridgman cruise because he made... Um, he put poo in uh, Sadius's meal, remember? <laughs> he did. Yeah, he I did. Forgot remember? That. Oh, yeah. Right. But he was a servant. He had been relegated <laughs> to a slave and a servant before yeah. that. And that's how he was able to make the food, right. right? Right. Okay. So he closed his eyes, kneading and humming his mother's song to a beat that he could almost, but just faintly hear. 
Yeah. Short time later, he so heard. That, is that what you wanted to talk this about? Is what the I faintly talk, beat yeah, the rhythm. Just, yeah, this is the part that I wanted to like dwell on just for a minute. Sure. No, go ahead. So he he hums earlier. Yeah. Huyo hums, mm-hmm. and then uh, um, Rock uh, Lunamore is thinking about his mom. Is is humming again that same hum that his mom would have hummed mm-hmm. to a beat he could almost barely just faintly hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love it because it's like. It makes me think again of the listeners. Of course. Who hum to derision, hum to satisfaction, hum to to joy. So he's humming as well, but not in some kind of like, like cultural reason of communication. He's just humming because it's what he learned from his mom, but he's doing it to a beat that he could almost hear Mm -hmm. a rhythm. Like tapping into it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's yeah, really I just cool. wanted to dwell on it for a second because I think that mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's just really, really cool because of how sneakily important, um, music and stuff is in this series. Like we, it's not well, one I've, of the main themes of any of these books, but it is no. in here just very subtly. But I do know the name of the next book. Right. And it's Rhythm of War. Is it? Right. Yeah. So. Oh no. You've been. So spoiled. that's a little. Yeah. Could be a little bit of a clue here. It's the that, reason you know, why things... I use the word rhythm. Right. So yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, rhythm of War. I think rhythm should... uh, is a dancer was already taken. So we, that, we did that this. would have been yeah. the alternate title. We all. Yeah. We don't want to belabor the jokes. We don't want to do these jokes again. But um, I really love. We got Those it. were my it's favorite so ones. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> A short time later, he heard soft footsteps crossing the bridge behind. Prince Renarin stopped beside the cauldron. His duty of transferring people through the Oathgate had finished for now. On the plateau, more than a third of Bridge Four had figured out how to draw in stormlight. <laughs> more, a, a third. That's awesome, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. But none of the newcomers had managed it, despite Kaladin's coaching. That's curious to me. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, why do you think? I asked you for it. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, um, why do I think? Um, well, proximity to Cal- to Kaladin. Um, it's a shorter amount some, of time with Kaladin. Has anybody that was not a part of Bridge Four? learned how to expand their power well that this is what he's saying right a third none of of the newcomers had managed it meaning none of the original bridge four team had managed it now let's think about what bridge four has done what do you mean none of the original bridge four team no no no. none of the none of the newcomers only original bridge four members oh only yeah have been able to figure it out original obviously none of the ones who've died can do it because they're dead but the (laughs) um like dunny's not doing stormlight magic over here um Mm. sorry dunny r.a.p um but um Mm -hmm. it means i think you know when i when i think about what the guys have been through together Mm-hmm. They've been through what's what 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 is Kaladin's whole thing? His ideals, honor spren, it's all about protection, right? This yeah, group protection. of guys have they made that choice. It wasn't just Kaladin. They collectively made that choice to go back and save the Colins right. on the plateau. Right. That's right. You know? They consciously stayed with the army and decided to become bodyguards instead of just being free men and leaving. They right, stayed, right. right? So these newcomers, 
Kaladin has faith that it'll hit, but maybe they have to go through a little bit of stuff together yeah. before they're really embracing the whole ideal. And I, you know, use that with right. quotations of what bridge four is about. Yeah. So I suppose it's just, it's either a progression like you're saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or there's some other mystery to what happened to bridge four out there on the shattered plains. Like a more tangible reason, like I and I, I, I couldn't hazard a guess. Right. I don't know, because uh, <clears throat> it's sort of <coughs> I'm, I'm leaning heavily towards what you're saying mm -hmm. that it's a progression of basically understanding what Bridge Four is about. It affects what you do and how you do it, mm -hmm. and you need to, in some ways, exemplify that. Right. It could be. It really could come down to their faith you know the men of bridge four saw kaladin call all those arrows to his shield they right. saw him jump across a chasm right when he shouldn't have made it across they saw him do survive a storm hanging they they have faith in him and what he brings to the table and what he does for them and they also have faith in each other they know what they are able to do they know right. what they're able to overcome but these newcomers they only just know their radiance. They don't have any, mm. any proof of it. And maybe they don't have it's faith It's interesting yet. that you say faith because that, that could be it is that bridge four, you know, could be, I think we've lightly touched on this a little bit, but it could, it's like a budding religion. For sure it is. There, there is, you I know? mean, you, you can't be, uh, you know, a devoutly religious person and not write some of that stuff into your fantasy series. And I think it's one of the reasons that make you know, I, I, you know, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in stuff like that, but that baked into a fantasy series makes mm -hmm. it that much richer because you have like mm -hmm. the, you know, this church that became too powerful for itself, the hierarchy and had to be turned down. And now the men of faith, you know, are pretty much slaves to the powerful light eyes, but right. the true faith and believing is happening with the little people with you know with Kaladin the radiance and like right you know these squires are really kind of like apostles like there's all this stuff right that that these these lines that you can draw mm. I guess it'll be up to the rest of Rochard to uh, to believe in these miracles even if they experience them mm -hmm. we'll see yeah interesting Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Okay, so that's interesting. They're not, they haven't caught on yet, but perhaps they will. That'll be an, an interesting moment. Yeah, I think if, so too. If that happens in the, in, in the book. Elagar had set up to watch near some of the rocks and Renarn <clears throat> stepped up towards him. Hey, Lunamore said, Renarn. This is rock. Mm -hmm. Renarn jumps. The boy wore his blue, uh, his bridge for uniform though his seemed somehow neater than the others. Well. To, to imply that he's been just taking care of the oath gate a little bit. And maybe. Maybe. Or maybe he's, because <laughs> he's royalty, it's nicely pressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's well, I think better he, taken I, care of. He enjoys, you know, some, some starch here and there. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lady who literally just <laughs> irons his, his, his bridge four uniform every morning. I suppose. I polish I suppose. the buttons. Okay, um, I could use some help with this bread, Lunamore says. Renarin smiled immediately. All the youth ever wanted was to be treated like the rest of them. Well, that attitude benefited a man. 
Lunamore would have would have the High Prince himself needing dough if he could get away with it. Dalinar seemed like he could use a good session of making bread. You know, yeah, to calm him, to calm his nerves, yeah, to bring and also bring him down a peg. You're not good. Bring him down. You're not too good right. to make bread. I do like though. He says, what? "All the youth ever wanted was to be treated like the rest of them. Well, rest of that them. attitude befitted a man." Rock doesn't right. see him as a boy, right? No, he doesn't see him as the the boy on the hunt. You know, like, is there anything I can nope. help you with, Father? He sees right. he right. sees him as a man, right? <laughs> I like that a lot. Me too. Renarin washed his hands and then sat on the ground across from Lunamore and followed his lead. Lunamore ripped off a piece of dough about as wide as his hand and flattened it, then slapped it against one of the large stones he'd put to warm by the fire. The dough stuck to the stone where it would cook until one peeled it off. I love this. No, me too. Lunamore didn't push Renarin to talk. I love that. Mm-hmm, me too. That's, that's a little highlight right there. Just taking care of the bread. Yeah. No need to talk. Some people you wanted to press and draw them out. Others you wanted to let them move at their own pace. Like the difference between a stew you brought to a boil and one you kept at a simmer. Mm -hmm. But where is his god? Lunamore could see all of the spren. Prince Renarin had bonded one, except, except Lunamore had never been able to spot it. He bowed when Renarin wasn't looking, just in case, and made a sign of reverence to the hidden god. Mm-hmm. So why do you think this is? He bonded one. Well, he uh, he obviously what's, what's, is. What's, He's a radiant. What's the name? What's the name? Um, what's his uh, order? No, no, the name of the spren. Um, oh, Gliss. G- Gliss. Yeah, G-L-Y-S. Gliss. Y-S, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's talked about Gliss to uh, Adolin. We know Gliss exists. Um, we know he, he can do surges, right? He heals. He yep. can see the future. We know he can do stuff. Does Renarin have his powers right now? Um, what do you mean? Does Renarin have his power right now? I think so. Yeah. His surges. Yeah. Okay. Cause he healed, because in the he absence, healed Adolin's in... hand earlier in the book. Right. Okay. Right. When they were hanging out with, uh, Gallant, the, uh, the Rashadium. Right. Okay, so there goes that little wild theory of mine. But the okay. but Rock can't see the spren. I know. And, so and I'm so, so what I'm trying to work out is mm-hmm. uh, why, why is that? Right. So wh- so where is Gliss? Mm-hmm. Is is Gliss actually there? Mm-hmm. And and for some reason Rock can't see him. Right. Because he's doing something different, or you, he is. Let me ask something you something. Different. Were you going? down a hole there where you thought that maybe Renarin was pretending to have power? I was going down a hole where because of his, one of his powers is mysterious to me, right? Right. So it's, uh, it has to do with, um, sorry, uh, uh, seeing the future, seeing the future, like premonitions or something time. Um, no, not time. What's the surge called? He's got, um, he's got regrowth, which is his healing abilities. Yeah. That's and not then it. he's got whatever the other one is. I could quickly look at the back of the book if you wanted to, to make no, sure it's that we okay. have the right name. I just, uh, I was getting confused. I thought that he had a title and it had to do with time. Does he not? Um, hold on. Um, hmm. 
I actually don't know if we... I can say anything to you yet. To be honest. I thought we had covered that, though, in, in the series so far. Well, we know that he... We know that he can see the future. We know that he has right. some kind of ability... But, but there's a term... There, but there's a term for or whatever. He's like a precog. Right. But we had that term come up. I just... Have, I've forgotten it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, uh, I'm, I guess we'd have to I'm reference very it. wary right now to say too much because I don't want to say too okay. much. Does that make sense? No, no, it makes sense. Let's, uh, maybe we can go back at some point and try to find it. How about I know this? that we've covered this before because it's something like a time walker or a... Well, he's a truth watcher. Oh, truth watcher. That's, that's his, that's so, his radiant so, order name. Okay, so it's not time, it's truth watcher. Okay, mm -hmm. so you're seeing the future. So the rabbit hole I was going down was... Mm -hmm. If he can't see Gliss, if Lunamore Rock can't see Gliss, what's the reason? Okay. Right. Could it be that, that the Renarin we have now is like a future Renarin who is no longer bonded or like, you know, something like this? Hmm. I was trying to work that out in, in my head and I'm doing. like, well, hang on. I see what you're doing. If, you see what I mean? Like, yeah. So then I, was so then I was thinking, well, maybe he doesn't have his power. And I thought, oh, wait, no, no, he's because he's working the Oath Gate. Mm -hmm. And you're saying he's healing. So yep. he has power. I was just wondering if it's like a Renarin from a different time. But there's been no a confirmation that Renarin can do that. He's watching the future. It's, I, I suppose it would be, what do you do with that information if you know what's coming? Right. It could be. So... It could be something as so, simple as the fact that that Renarin's spren is hiding from people, is just shy. And it could just it could just right? be that, yeah. Or it could be that Gliss is off doing something. There was a time I, I don't know if this is right or not. I'm probably going to get blasted on Reddit for this, but there was a time I think what? in the second book before we knew fully what Renarin could do, and he was carrying yeah. a small box with him everywhere he went. Remember he had yeah. like a box or something that he I could click, clicking open and closed. So it's possible maybe Gliss that. is hiding in the box. What's in the box? It's possible that, mm. you know, it's Gliss yeah, that and then that a tiny little Quintaltro head that are both in the box. <laughs> What's in the box? It could be. I don't know. It's curious though that he can't see him. So that, yeah. well, actually, you know what's funny? The term that I was searching for is coming up right in the text. So, so we spent all that time trying to <laughs> we, find it. We do this up. all the time. We literally do this all the time. We'll have oh, a long discussion terrible. about something and then the answer is literally the next is line. The next, the next thing. Yeah. Okay. But where is his God? Can't see him. Um, Lunamore had never been able to spot it. He, he bowed when Renarin wasn't looking just in case and made a sign of reverence to the hidden God. Right. Renarin says Bridge 4 is doing well. He'll have them all drinking Stormlight soon. Likely so, L Lunamore says. Ha! But they have much time until they catch up to you, Truth Watcher. Mm -hmm. It's a good name. More people should watch truth instead of lies. Renarin blushed. I, love I suppose it. it means I can't be in Bridge 4 anymore, doesn't it? Why not? Well, I'm a different order of Radiant, Renarin says, eyes down as he formed a perfectly round piece of dough, then carefully set it onto the stone. You have the power to heal. The surges of progression and illumination. I'm not sure how to make the second one work, though. Shalon has explained it seven times, but I can't create even the smallest illusion. Something's wrong. So, see? He can't has the surges it? of progression 
and illumination. Right. I said regrowth earlier, but I, I was wrong. Yeah. And he doesn't really know how to make the illumination portion work. Right. It's like how Shalon has illumination and soul casting. She can do soul casting. Right. But she doesn't really know how to do soul casting because she doesn't really practice it. Hmm. Still, only healing for now? This thing will be very useful to Bridge 4. I can't be Bridge 4 anymore, Renarn repeats. That is nonsense. Bridge 4 is not Windrunners. Well, then what is it? It is us, Lunamore says. It is me. It is them. It is you. He nods towards Dabid. That one? He will never hold spear again. He will not fly, but he is Bridge 4. I am forbidden to fight. But I am Bridge Four, and you, you might have fancy title and different powers, but I know Bridge Four, and you, Renarn, colon, are Bridge Four. Bridge Four! Bridge Four! <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, but Rock, don't you ever worry that you aren't the person anyone thinks you are? Everyone thinks I am loud and insufferable lout, Lunamore says. So to be something else would not be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Renarin chuckles. You think this about yourself? Maybe. Renarin, Renarin says, I don't know what I am most days. Rock, but I, I seem to be the only one. Since I could walk, everyone was saying, Look how bright he is. He should be an ardent. Lunamore grunted. Sometimes even if you were loud and insufferable, you knew when not to say anything. So good, eh? So good. Rock is a great listener. He's a great listener, but he's also really good at giving advice. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. Remember, we, we told that we said earlier, he's not just a cook. He's not just cooking these men food. No. If he's having this kind of conversation with Renarin, he's having this kind of conversation with everyone. Mm -hmm. He's not yeah. just feeding them food. He's feeding right. them hope. You know what I mean? Like he's giving yeah. them something they need. Yeah. What they what, need to, uh, to nourish them. Mm -hmm. One tiny thing I want to point out here before we move on sure. is yeah, yeah. remember a while back we, uh, we had that conversation, you and I, uh, on the stream, uh, on the pod about how I, we may have overlooked some of Renarin's things that may have pointed out that he might be on the spectrum, that his character yeah. might be on the spectrum a little bit. Sure. One of the little things yep. that I picked up in this reread here is mm -hmm. how he's making these doughs perfectly round perfectly round like he yeah. can't set it on the rock and make it cook Unless until it's... he has it perfectly round mm -hmm. and that never would have stood out to me Unless Ashlyn Lee, shout outs to Ashlyn Lee, um, mm -hmm. had really pointed it out to us and and made me see Renarin in a different light. And I, I've read this book many times and I never saw it right. until this time. So I just wanted to point yeah. that out. It's really, really no, cool. No, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> everyone thinks it's so obvious. I have a mind for figures, don't I? Yes, join the Ardents. Of course, nobody says I'm much less of a man than my brother. And nobody points out that it sure would be nice for the succession if the sickly, strange younger brother were safely tucked away in a monastery. Mm -hmm. When you say these things, you are almost not bitter. Ha! Much practice must have been required. A lifetime, mm -hmm. says. Yeah. It's harsh. So he's, yeah, he's been, su he's been suppressing a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. A lifetime. Tell me, L Lunamore says, why do you wish to be a man who fights Renarin Colin? 
because it's what my father always wanted. He may not realize it, but it's but it's there, Rock. Lunamore grunts. Perhaps this is stupid reason, but it is a reason, and I can respect that. But tell me, why do you not want to become Ardent or Storm Warden? Because everyone assumes I will be. If I go and do it, I'm giving in to what they all say. He looked for something to fidget with, and Lunamore tossed him more dough. Mm-hmm. So even the, even the fidgeting, like yeah. he needs something else. Yeah. yeah. I think Lunamore says, your problem is different than you say. You claim you are not the person everyone thinks you are. Maybe you worry, instead, that you are that person. A sickly weakling? <laughs> no, Lunamore <laughs> says, leaning in. You can be you without this being bad thing. You can admit you act and think differently from your brother. You can learn not to see this as flaw. It is just Renarin Colin. Renarin started kneading the dough furiously. Is good, Lunamore says, that you learn to fight. Men do well learning many different skills. But men also do well using what the gods have given them. In the peaks, a man may not have such choices. Is privilege. I suppose. Gliss says, well, it's complicated. I could talk to the Ardents, but I'm hesitant to do anything that would make me stand out from the other bridgemen. I'm already the oddest one in the bunch. So there's a little reference to Gliss right there. Right. So according to Renarin, Gliss is present or has spoken at least to him about yeah. this very topic. Mm-hmm. Is that so? Um, Lunamore asks. But don't deny it, Rock. Lopin is, well, he's Lopin, and you're obviously you, but I'm still the strange one. I've always been the strangest one. <laughs> Lunamore slaps Doe onto a rock and then pointed toward where Relaine, the Parshendi bridgeman they used to call Shen, sat on a rock near his squad, watching quietly as the others laughed at Eth, having accidentally stuck a stone to his hand. <laughs> Relaine wore war form and was taller and stronger than he had been before, but the humans seemed to have completely forgotten that he was there. Oh, Renarin said. I don't know that he counts. Hmm. This thing is what everyone always tells him, Lunamore says, over and over again. That he doesn't count. Right. Right. That he doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Pretty a great. really deep conversation between these two characters. Totally. Yeah. It's great. It's amazing. Renarin stared for a long time while Lunamore continued to make bread. And finally, Renarin stood up and dusted off his uniform and walked across the stone plateau, settled down beside Relaine. Renarin fidgeted and didn't say anything, but Relaine seemed to appreciate the company anyway. I like these two going, like, you know, getting together. I think so too. It's really cool. Yeah. Maybe they need each other. Well, you, you share the load, right? You, you share the bridge. Yeah, dude. And you also find, you find people <clears throat> like you, right? You find people who mm-hmm. also are misfits, who are outsiders. Right. Lunamore smiled at, at these two coming together. Then he finished the last of the bread. He rose and set up the shiki drink with a stack of wooden cups. Lunamore raised a hand and Huyo tossed him a flatbread, which Lunamore bit. He chewed the warm bread. Thoughtful. More salt in the next batch. The Herdasian just kept harvesting the bread. You do think they need more salt, don't you? Huyo shrugged. 
I love this exchange between yeah. him and Julio. Yeah. Julio's like, nah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> Add more salt to that batch that I've started mixing, Lunamore says, and do not look so self-satisfied. I may still throw you off the side of the plateau. Julio smiled and kept working. Yeah. I love how Julio is really good at this. Yeah. He's, he's really good at cooking. Yeah, he's good. He's great. He's really good. Yeah, and there's no, and we said this before, like earlier in the chapter, there's no jealousy <laughs> from Rock at all. No. He, he likes it. Well, ex- other than him saying, don't worry, I still may throw you uh, off. Right, it. like yeah. I still like yeah. you now, but don't yeah. test me because later I might still throw you off the, the, <laughs> yeah, the plateau. Yeah. yeah, right. The men soon started coming over for something to drink. They grinned and thumped Lunamore on the back and told him that he was a genius. But of course, none remembered that he had tried serving them shiki once before. They had mostly left it in the cauldron, opting for beer instead. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. That day, they hadn't been hot and sweaty and frustrated. Know your enemy. Mm-hmm. Out here, with the right drink, he was a little god unto himself. A god of cool drinks and friendly advice. Cooking was an art, and art was subjective. One man could love an ice sculpture while another man thought it was boring. It was the same with food and drink. It did not make the food broken, or the person broken, to not be liked. This is really, really great. This yeah. is, I think it's, it might even be my highlight, is, yeah. is this bit where he tried serving this drink before. Right. And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. He's serving it again. It's improved and, it's, and, and he's read the room. Right. He knows his enemy. Mm-hmm. And now it's the right thing to serve. Right. And it's going to go over very, very well. Mm-hmm. It's going to because it, because it tastes amazing. And also yeah. it's the right circumstance. They're not all um, exhausted from training with the spear. Right. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love it. It's, 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 I don't know, unless it's, unless there's another highlight, but. I think there's a few more coming up. There's, there's a few more, yeah. Yeah, he chatted with Leighton, who is still shaken by their experience with the dark god below Urethiru, powerful god that, ha- that had been, and very vengeful. There were legends of such things in the peaks. Lunamore's great-great-great-grandfather had met with one while traveling the Third Divide. What's the Third Divide? Hmm. 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 Do you know about that? Hmm. 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 We Am do I know, supposed to know yet? We do know that um, the peaks seem to have an entrance to Shadesmar. Third divide. Between what? A divide between what and what? Right. Good question. It could be, remember, separating, we're, we're, we're... Separating Spren from, from peoples? Well, we're in the... Um, we're in the POV of a character who's from a different culture who may have different names for things. Sure. So the third Fair divide enough. could be something else, or it could mean the, Shadesmar. You know yep. what I mean? We don't know. He calmed Leighton, commiserated with him. The thick-bodied armor was a fine man and could talk as loudly as Lunamore sometimes. You could hear him two plateaus away, which Lunamore liked. What was the point of a little voice? Weren't voices for being heard? <laughs> this is great. Yeah. There's so much development of this character. Yeah. It's wonderful. Scar, Scar was the best spearman among them, particularly now that Moash had left, 
but was feeling self-conscious as not having drawn in stormlight. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Lunamore asked Scar to throw him what he'd learned, sorry, to show him what he'd learned, and Scar's instruction, after Scar's instruction, Lunamore actually managed to draw some in himself, to his delight and surprise. Mm-hmm. So Scar, so what do you think? Scar and Moash, an alliance there, what if Scar is still loyal to something else? I, I, I don't uh, think that potential Scar reason and Moash, for the lack. I don't know if they no. had like a, an alliance within Bridge 4. They were the two Pretty close. most adept at spear fighting at when spear he fighting, started right. teaching them. And right. I like this part here because he says mm. um, Scar was having a hard time learning how to draw in the stormlight. But then he right. showed Rock and Lo- Rock, to his delight, was able to do it. Right. Right. And then after that, Scar still hasn't been able to do it yet, but he no. left with a spring in his step. Right. So because just he had taught someone else. he had else. taught someone else and they were able to do it. Right. So I love that. It's such a little thing, but Me it's too. so cool. I have it as one of my highlights, actually. Another man would have felt worse, but Scar was a teacher at heart. Mm-hmm. The short man still hoped that Lunamore would someday choose to fight. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Lunamore found himself looking out across the plateaus for some sign of movement in the distance. Well, best to keep busy with the meal. The stew was perfect. See, again, as a first-time reader, this constant reminder that he's expecting something to come, mm-hmm. it, just made, it just made me nervous. Yeah. So much of what everyone ate in the tower was of soul-cast grain or meat, and neither of which was very appetizing. The flatbread had cooked up nicely, and he'd even been able to connect a chutney la- to concoct a chutney last night. Now he just had to. Lunamore almost stumbled into his own cauldron as he saw what was assembling on the plateau to his left. Gods, strong gods, like Silfrina, glowing a faint blue. They clustered around a tall spren woman who had long hair streaming behind her. She had taken the shape of a person, human-sized, and wore an elegant gown. The others swirled about in the air, though their focus was obviously the practicing bridgemen and hopefuls. Wow. This is really cool. This is really cool. The fact that he can see all this. Yeah. This is like, it's like the selection. It's like the spren being drawn to the efforts of others. It's like this decision-making process or ritual that he, that he can see. Yeah. These men really cool. are learning to draw stormlight as squires. Right. And now that is drawing the attention of other right. strong gods. Cecil would refer to them as high spren. Mm-hmm. Wind spren are the lower spren, right? They're the, just like the mindless wind spren. They're not mm-hmm. uh, like super sentient and intelligent like high spren, right. which are their cousins, the honor spren. Sill is an honor spren. And what he's saying is he's seeing other honor spren on the other side of the plateau, uh, on the other side of the chasm, amassing and they're all looking at the men who are getting close to being able to potentially maybe accept some of them as as spren right is that, isn't that what exciting. this means absolutely right this this is the i don't know the, the like the, the congregation it's it's like it's like the ents coming 
uh, and being drawn to the fight. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, I, I love this attraction component. Right. It's like you've got individuals that are trying to better themselves, and then it's attracting the spread to them. Mm-hmm. Where a bond is is, you know, awaiting potential. It's I don't it's know. So it's, cool. it's something so cool about it, and the fact that Rock can see it prior to. So when when we when we find Caliban Stormblast in Way of Kings, mm-hmm. this was a process that was happening. Like Syl, I guess, must have been drawn to yeah. Kaladin. And I think she was searching for him too because yeah, she, she indicated she said she indi- so. She said, I right. have been searching for you even though I didn't know you yet. Didn't know you and also I think she was in a, in a like a little bit of trouble for doing so, right? Oh, for like sure she was. I think she even might say it um in here. And here, right? She doesn't she Maybe. I seem to remember to, to remember reading that, but Okay. Yeah. Let's just carry on just a little bit. Okay, so yeah, she has a conversation with uh, with uh, Rock coming up right here, where she mentions it. So Lunamore says, "Uma ami, Takuma mafaliki." Lunamore started hastily making the signs of respect. Then, to be sure, he got down on his knees and bowed. He had never seen so many in one place. Even his occasional meeting with a with an Afaliki and the peaks did not let him as did, sorry did not hit him as hard as this. Mm-hmm. What was the proper offering? He could not only give bows for such a sight as this, but bread and stew. Mafaliki would not want bread and stew. You, a feminine voice said behind him, you are so wonderfully respectful. It borders on being silly. <laughs> Lunamore <laughs> turned to find Sulfrina sitting on the side of the cauldron, in her small and girlish shape, legs crossed and hanging over the edge. He made the sign again. They are your kin. Is this woman at their front your Nuatoma? Ali Kamura? Kind of. Maybe sort of halfway, she says, cocking her head. I can barely remember a voice. Her voice. Fenderana, reprimanding me. I got in so much trouble for searching for Kaladin, mm-hmm. yet here they are. They won't speak to me. I think they assume that if they do, they, they'd have to admit to me that they were wrong. She leaned forward, grinning, and they absolutely hate being wrong. Isn't this like, is interesting. It's so, so awesome. So we get a, we, there's a big info dump here. We, we, get, yeah. um, we get Fenderana, mm-hmm. um, that she was in trouble for seeking out Kaladin. Yeah. She felt drawn, like we were just talking about, she felt drawn. She went and sought him out and got in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. And now some of the people that were giving her shit for it are now being drawn because more men are acting in honor. Right. Right? And that is drawing these honor sprint out too. They feel compelled to come. Dude, Mm -hmm. it's so cool. I wonder if we can draw lines from Syl's journey to Kaladin and to Dalinar. Like, like what she went through in Shadesmar to get to where she got. Well, well, just sort of, you know, like you're pioneering an effort. You're, lo- you're looking for Cal. Mm-hmm. You're trying to draw people to your cause, if you will, or to. Hmm. I, I see what you're saying. In uh, Way of Kings, Dalinar was wanting to change the way things worked and he was seen as mad. Kaladin right. was a slave and he wanted to cha- change the way they acted as slaves. He was mad. Right. Maybe Syl wanted to leave Shadesmar to seek out Kaladin and the, the other and it was thought, thought of, of like, as mad. 
Yeah, yeah. Thought of her as mad. That's really cool. I like that a, yeah. a lot, actually. I guess we'll have to see if we get more of Sill's pre-physical realm storyline. Oh, right? that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love that. Okay. Um, where am I here? Humans. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. They, they won't speak to me, and they absolutely hate being wrong, Sill says. <clears throat> Lunamore nods solemnly. You're not as brown as you were, Silfrina says. Yes, my tan is fading. Too much time indoors, Mafaliki. Humans can change colors? Some more than others, Lunamore says. Some from other peaks are pale, like Shin, though my peak has always been more bronze. You look like somebody washed you way too much, Silfrina says. They took a scrub brush to you and rubbed your skin off. And that's why your hair is red, because you got so sore. <laughs> These are wise words, Lunamore says. He wasn't sure why yet. He'd have to ponder them. <laughs> this is funny. So she's making jokes again. She's being sill. Yeah. And he's not really he thinks picking up on that. He's, wise it's some grand, wisdom from the yeah, gods. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. He fished in his pocket for the spheres that he had on him, which weren't many. Still, he arranged each one in his own bowl and then approached the assemblage of Spren. There had to be two dozen of them, or more. Kali Kalinda. The other bridgeman couldn't see the gods, of course. He wasn't sure what Huyo or Haber thought of him walking reverently across the plateau and then bowing himself and arranging the bowls with their spheres as offerings. But when he looked up, the Ali Kamura, the most important god here, was studying him. She rested her hand over one of the bowls and drew out the stormlight. Then she left, turning into a streak of light and zipping away. The others remained, a mottled collection of clouds, ribbons, people, bunches of leaves, and other natural objects. They flitted overhead, watching the practicing men and women. Sulfrina crossed the air to stand beside Lunamore's head. They are looking, Lunamore whispered. This thing is happening. Not just Bridgman, not just Squires, Radiance, as Kaladin wishes. Right. We'll see, she says, then huffed softly before zipping away as a ribbon of light herself. I love this. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. This, this thing is happening. Mm-hmm. They are looking. Yeah. But Sil says, we'll see. We'll see. Just yeah. because these men are attracting these spren doesn't mean that they will be bonded with them. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, Their their journey is different than Kaladin's. Kaladin didn't start as a squire. Do you know what I mean? So the rules in which are laid out for squires to then maybe become their own radiance are a little different than what Kaladin went through and different than any of the other radiance journeys. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see how all this develops and whether or not it happens. Lunamore left the bowls <clears throat> in any case of the others and wished to partake of his, uh, sorry, of the others. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> Lunamore left the bowls in case any of the others wished to partake of his offering. At his cook station, he stacked up the flatbread, intending to give the plates to Hobber to hold and distribute. Only Hobber didn't respond to his request. The lanky man sat on his little stool, leaning forward, his hand in a tight fist that glowed from the gemstone inside. This is so cool. Mm -hmm. 
Haber's mouth moved, whispering, and he stared at that glowing fist in the same way a man might stare at the tinder in his fire pit on a very cold night. Surrounded by snow, desperation, determination, and prayer. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? He wants this so badly. So bad. Desperation, determination, and prayer. Yeah, please, I'm gonna do it. Right. I hope I do it. Right. Do it, Hobber, Lunamore thought, stepping forward. Drink it in. Make it yours and claim it. Lunamore felt an energy to the air. A moment of focus. Several windspren turned toward Hobber, and for a heartbeat, Lunamore thought that everything else faded. Hobber became one man alone in a darkened place, with his fist glowing. He stared, unblinking at that sign of power, that sign of redemption. The light in Hobber's fist went out. Ha! Lunamore shouts. Ha! He shouts louder. Mm-hmm. Hobber jumped in, in surprise. His jaw dropped, and he stared at the now-done gemstone. Then he held up his hand, gawking at the luminescent smoke and rose from it. Guys, he called. Guys, guys! Lunamore <laughs> stepped back as the bridgemen left their stations and came rushing over. Give him your gemstones, Kaladin called. He's going to need a lot. Pile them up. Bridgman scrambled to give Hobber their emeralds, and he drew in more and more stormlight. Then the light suddenly dampened. I can feel them again, Hobber cried. I can feel my toes. <laughs> he tentatively reached out for support. Drahe under one arm, Pete under the other. Hobber slipped off his stool and stood up. He grinned with a gap-toothed expression and almost fell over. His legs, obviously, weren't very strong. Drahe and Pete righted him. But he forced them back to let him stand precariously on his own. Isn't that great? It's awesome, dude. It's so, so great. Awesome. The men of Bridge 4 waited only briefly before pressing in with cries of excitement. Joy spread swirled around the group like a sweeping gust of blue leaves. Amid them, Lopin shoved in close and made the Bridge 4 salute. It seemed to mean something special coming from him. Two arms, one of the first times Lopin had been able to make the salute. Isn't that Hobber cool? Saluted. Isn't that so I cool? I know. <sighs> it's so awesome. <laughs> Hobber saluted back, grinning like a boy who'd just hit his first center shot with the bow. Sorry, with the bow. Kaladin stepped up beside Lunamore. Sylphrina on his shoulder. It will work, Rock. This will protect them. Lunamore nodded, then by habit checked toward the west as he'd been doing all day. This time he spotted something. It looked like a plume of smoke. Yeah. So we do get a little change of... Uh, yeah, it's a little scene the, change here. little scene change here. Kaladin flew to check it out, this plume of smoke. Mm-hmm. Lunamore ran at the center of the bridge. It smelled of memories. Mm. The wood, the stain used to seal it, the sounds of several dozen men grunting and breathing in the enclosed spaces, the slapping of feet on the plateau, mixed exhaustion and terror as assault, arrows flying. Sorry, an assault, arrows flying, and men dying. I love this part, So dude. brutal. I this love this. It's just so cool for them to be carrying the bridge. Like, I... <sighs> It's so awesome. Yeah. As much as I hate 
what they went through in that first book. Yeah, I brutal. I almost feel like Bridge Four feels, and I'm nostalgic for it. During those first like two or three parts of the book, where he's still teaching them, and like they're yeah. he's getting them to to believe, and you know they're going on bridge runs, and he's saving them, and I just I don't know, man. There's just so much. I don't know. Well, we shot. We went through it. Yeah, we did. We were there with them. We were there with them. Yeah, we we, we carried that bridge, and now we're here. Yeah, yeah, it's right. really cool. Yeah, okay. Sanderson does a really good job of taking us oh. back there. Absolutely. Lunamore had known what might happen when he chose to come down from the peaks with Kefa. No Nuatoma from the peaks ever yet won a Shardblade or Shardplate from the Alethi or the Vedans that they had challenged. Still, Kefa had determined the cost was worth the risk. At worst, he had thought he would end up dead and his family would become servants to a wealthy lowlander. They hadn't dissipated the cruelty of Toral Sadius, who had murdered Kefa without a proper duel, killed many of Lunamore's family, who resisted and seized his property. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. So this Talk is before they get to the Shattered Plains. Talk about motive. Yeah. To kill Sadius. Mm -hmm. Well, talk about motive to put poop in Sadius's food. <laughs> I just changed the recipe. Um, I improved it. Lunamore roared, charging forward, and his skin started to glow with the power of the stormlight from his pouch and the spheres he had collected before leaving. He seemed to be carrying the bridge all on his own. Wow, towing the others. Scar called out a marching song, and Bridge 4 thundered the words. Bridge four had grown strong enough to carry the bridge long distances without difficulty, but this day put those previous runs to shame. They ran at a sprint the entire distance, vibrant with stormlight. <laughs> Lunamore calling the commands as Kaladin or Teft had once done. When they reached a chasm, they practically tossed the bridge across. When they picked it up on the other side, it seemed light as a reed. Dude. It's such a difference, eh? So great. Yeah. It felt like they'd barely started going before they neared the source of the smoke, a beleaguered caravan crossing the plains. Lunamore threw his weight against the bridge's outer supports, pushing it across the chasm and then charged over. Once, sorry, others followed, dabbed and lopen unhooked shields and spears from the side of the bridge and tossed one to each bridgeman as they passed. They fell into squads. I love this. Mm -hmm. Same. Um, many of the caravan wagons had been transporting lumber from the forests outside the war camps, though some were piled high with furniture. Dalinar Colin spoke of repopulating his war camp. Oh. Mm -hmm. So not quite giving up on the Shattered Plains. No, not, not quite. For now, it was best to scavenge what they could and bring it to Urethiru. I want, I want to, the, I want to just go back here and, and point out that it says, also says, but the two high princes who remained behind... Right. had been encroaching on the encroaching land on quietly the land. like eels. Right. So most of the high princes came to Urethiru, even the Sadiuses mm -hmm. did. Yep. But the two that didn't, and it doesn't say which two. Which two. Yeah. Um, but they started encroaching on other people's war camps because they weren't there to protect them. Right. Because they're in Urethiru. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So interesting, eh? Mm. But even light after eyes all will be this, light eyes. 
Yeah. yeah. Even after light all this, will be light eyes. There's still yeah. there's some that won't that still won't make the change and come to Urethira. Right. Yeah. Kaladin floated overhead, holding his brilliant shard spear. Lunamore squinted through the smoke in the direction Kaladin was looking and made out figures streaking away through the sky. Voidbringer attack, Drahi muttered. We should have guessed they'd start raiding our caravans. Mm-hmm. Lunamore didn't care at the moment. He pushed his way through weary caravan guards and frightened merchants hiding under wagons. There were bodies everywhere. The Voidbringers had killed dozens. Lunamore searched through the mess, trembling. Was that red hair on a, cor- on a corpse? No. That was blood soaking a headscarf. And that? That other body wasn't human. It had marbled skin. A brilliant white arrow. Stuck from its back. A white arrow? Mm-hmm. Fletched with goose feathers. With an goose feathers, yeah. An unkalaki arrow. An unkalaki arrow. Yeah, so one of his people's arrows. Because we know, you know who's in the caravan. Right. So his family defended themselves, and that's one of their arrows. Lunamore looked to the right, where someone had piled up furniture in a heap, almost like a fortification. (laughs) A head poked up over the top, a stout woman with a round face and deep red braid. She stood up tall and raised a bow toward, sorry, a bow toward Lunamore. Other faces peeked out from behind the furniture. Two youths, a boy and a girl. Both around sixteen, younger faces from there, six in total. Lunamore dashed toward them and found himself blubbering, tears streaming down his cheeks as he crawled up the outside of their improvised fortification. His family, at long last, had arrived at the Shattered Plains. Mm-hmm. So great. It's so awesome. I love it. This is Song, Lunamore said, pulling the woman close, one arm around her shoulders. Aw, Song. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Yeah. I like how a little later it's name. like she's song and then the daughter is just a small, smaller song. Uh, yeah. Something like that. I think yeah. it's coming up is, is best woman in all the peaks. He says, we made, <laughs> we made snow forts as childs and hers was always best. I should have known to find her in castle, even if it was made of old chairs. <laughs> snow. Lopin, uh, Lopin asked, how do you make forts out of snow? I've heard all about this stuff. It's like frost, right? Ersic Lowlander. Luminor shook his head, moving to the twins. He put one hand on each of, of their shoulders. This boy is Gift. The girl is Cord. Ha, when I left, Gift was short like Scar. Now he is nearly my height. <laughs> he struggled to keep the pain from his voice. It had almost... It had been almost a year. It's so long. Originally, his intent had been to bring them as soon as possible, but then everything had gone wrong. Sadius, the bridge cruise. My next son is rock, but not same kind of rock as me. This is smaller rock. Third son is Scar, sorry, Star. Second daughter is Kuma Tiki. He's kind of a shell. You do not have him here. Last daughter is another song. Beautiful song. He stooped down beside her, smiling. She was only four, and she shied away from him. She didn't remember her father. It broke his heart. Mm-hmm. Aw. This is great. Yeah. Song Tuakali Na Kalminor put her hand on his back. Nearby, Kaladin introduced Bridge Four, but only Gift and Cord had been taught Lowlander languages, and Cord spoke only Vedan. 
Gift managed a passable greeting in a lefty. Little Song sought her mother's legs. Lunamore blinked away tears, though they were not completely sad tears. His family was here. His first saved wages had paid for the message sent by Spanry to the Peak's message station. That station was still a week's travel from his home, and from there, traveling down from the slopes and crossing Alethkar took months. Wow, so they've been on a crazy journey. And, and that's why he kept looking, right? And I, right. we have to assume that any time he came out here for any kind of training with the men, he was looking. Mm-hmm. He was always looking to see if his family was yeah. on his way. He's probably been waiting a long time for them to come. Oh, yeah. Then Renarin had arrived with Adolin and two companies of troops. And for all of Renarin's worries about not being useful, his healing had saved several lives. Tuaka rubbed Lunamore's back and then knelt down beside him, pulling their daughter close with one arm. Lunamore with the other. It was a long journey, she said in, in Unkalaki, and longest at the end, when, th- when those things came from the sky. I should have come to the war camps, Lunamore says, to escort you. We're here now, she said. Lunamore, what happened? Your note was so terse. Kefa is dead, but what happened to you? Why so long without word? He bowed his head. How could he explain this? The bridge runs, the cracks in his soul. How could he explain that the man she'd always said was so strong had wished to die, that he'd been a coward, had given up near the end? Mm-hmm. What of Tifi and Sinakua? she asked him. Dead, he whispered. They raised weapons in vengeance. She put her hand to her lips. She wore a glove on her safe hand in deference to silly Voran traditions. Then you, I am a chef now, Lunamore says. But I cook, Tuaka. He pulled her close again. Come, let us take the children to safety. We will reach the tower, which you will like. It is, the, it is like the peaks, almost. I will tell you stories, and some are painful. Very well, Lunamore, I have stories too. The peaks, our home, something is wrong. Very wrong. Hmm. Mm. A little hint there that something's happening mm-hmm. at the peaks. But you know he what? I don't, ex- I don't expect Sorry. anything different because everything is wrong everywhere. Everyone, remember you, you had said uh, in the interludes, uh, Puli, yeah. the guy who's taking care of the lighthouse, his father said the time of changes is coming. Yep. And so everyone is ex- experiencing some kind of change, even the peaks, which you would think would be so high up, they would be able to not have to deal with the right. high storms. Right. But even the peaks but they are, are affected. Yeah. Something is, yeah. something's happening in the peaks. It's terrible. They got attacked. That's mm-hmm. brutal. Um, okay. We're getting close. Um, very well, Luminor. I have stories too. They'd all called her dark. They'd all, they'd call her dark eyed down here though he found infinite depth and beauty and light in those deep brown-green eyes. I love that. Mm -hmm. I will explain when we are safe, she promised. You are wise to usher us forward, wise as ever. No, my love, he whispered. I am a fool. I would blame the air, but I was a fool above too. A fool to to ever let Kepha leave on this errand of stupidity. She walked the children across the bridge. He watched and was glad to hear Unkalaki again, a proper language. Glad that the other men did not speak it, for if they did, they might have 
picked out the lies that he had told them. Right. What do you think that's about? Well, he... The lies that he had told them. Yeah, he obviously didn't tell them the full truth about... Story? About everything that that landed him in in the bridge cruise. Right. And maybe it was too complicated to explain because of cultural differences with the how many brothers you have and my brother this and all that, but he obviously he wasn't telling the full truth. No. And we don't know exactly about what. Even we don't know. No, we don't. Right? Um, hmm. Kaladin stepped up, clapping him on the shoulder. I'm going to assign your family to my rooms, Rock. I've been slow in getting family quarters for the Bridgman, but this will light a fire under me. I'll get us I'll get us an assignment, and until then I'll bunk with the rest of the men. Lunamore opened his mouth to object and then thought better about it. Some days the more honorable thing was to take a gift without complaint. Mm-hmm. Thank you, he says, for the rooms. For other things, my captain. Yeah. Go walk with your family, Rock. We can handle the bridge without you today. We have stormlight. Lunamore rested his fingers on the smooth wood. No, he says. It will be a privilege to carry him one last time for my family. One last time, Kaladin says. We take to the skies, Stormblessed. We will walk no more in coming days. This is the end. Hmm. He looked back toward a subdued Bridge Four group who seemed to sense that what he said was true. Do not look so sad. I left a great stew back near City. Hopper will probably not ruin it before we return. <laughs> Come, pick up our bridge one the last time we march not toward death, but toward full stomachs and good songs. Despite his urging, it was a solemn, respectful group who lifted the bridge. They were slaves no longer. Storms in their pockets, they carried riches. It glowed fiercely and soon their skin did as well. Kaladin took his place at the front, and together they carried the bridge one final run, reverently, as if it were the beer of a king, being taken to his tomb for his eternal rest. Isn't that really cool, dude? So great. It's like this complete transformation of this group of men. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. It's such a great chapter. Oh, dude, it's amazing. And I love that it comes from rock. You know, it comes from like the peaceful one. It comes from the the one that you really think doesn't have that much going on in the group. But Mm -hmm. you see through the, through the chapter that what he does for the men is he encourages them and he, he, Mm -hmm. he makes them better men. He does what Kaladin does, but in different ways, Mm -hmm. you know? I, I really love it. It's one of my favorite chapters of the book. It's so great. <laughs> and the highlighting the cook. <laughs> it's true though. It's great. Right? It's a, yeah. it's true. It's so amazing. I, 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 I love thinking about the recipes as being like, you have to know your enemy. Yeah. It's true. I, really I, I like the, the food is war. Metaphor the food is, is really war cool. thing. Like, you know, changing your strategy, changing the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Huio, like this chapter was amazing. And then culminating with the return of his family. Yeah. And the struggle that they've gone to. Like, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's great. And then of course him seeing the spren that are being drawn to what's mm-hmm. going on here. This I impending, really like this. this something that is starting, right? Yeah. This it's thing really is happening. Neat. I love it. 
I think it's great. It was a, it's a really good chapter. If you had um, to pick one highlight, what would you what would you say is your highlight? Oh, jeez, had to pick one. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's the way that he helps the men. Mm-hmm. It's the way. It's the way that he listens to them and offers advice. Mm-hmm. He's very kind. He's he's a good listener. Um, he's really somebody that, that the men can approach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he surpasses Kaladin in that respect, I think. Yeah. Like he's not like Teft. He's not like some of the other leaders. There's many leaders in this Mm -hmm. within bridge four, but I think rock certainly, or Lunamore certainly has shown just how great he is at it. Yeah. He beats himself up about what happened to him personally. Right. In terms of his leadership. And that's, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. a bridge that he's, that he's carrying. Right. Yeah. But it's amazing how you can beat yourself up about a failure in leadership in one way and then be so great at it in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. So I think if I had to pick a highlight, it's that. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's the a, way that he talks to Renarin, yeah. the way that he encourages the others. The conversation with Renarin is fantastic. It's amazing. Because we, we, yeah. we barely get any, any Renarin. We always get Renarin from other people's per- perspectives. Right. We've never had a POV from Renarin. And this is no. a really great conversation. We get to hear his, um, his worries and what his aspirations could be and how confused mm-hmm. he is. Like, who am I? Who hasn't gone through that in their life? Who am I? And the strangest one. Yeah. I'm the strangest <laughs> one. Well, then go hang out mm-hmm. with Relaine because he's also a strange one. I love that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so good. Yeah. My, I think my highlight for this chapter, there's so, there's so much to pick from, but, and this is just an off the cuff one. I, I, I have something sure. different. I, I actually had the Renarin, uh, uh, rock conversation as my highlight, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say how Sanderson in this chapter was able to bring in like, I don't know, like four or five little nuggets that are making mm-hmm. us think about the future, you know, mm-hmm. um, these, these new spren that have approached Sil says, you know, right. oh, they, you know, they were, they were so mad when I left and now they don't talk to me because they have to admit that I was right. It that tells us right, about yeah. something. It tells us a little nugget of something that may have happened before. Rock right. saying that the men would, if they could speak Unkalaki, they could see that they could, would be able to tell that he'd been lying to them. Right. about some stuff. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just little, little things in here, like all throughout that kind of, you know, our, the, the whole thing with rock saying he couldn't see gliss, you know, there, yeah, there are these exactly. little things that are like little these mysteries. new little mysteries yeah. that are, are there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I like that a lot. Yeah. That's really, really cool. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Great chapter. Um, all right. So let's, um, let's quickly pivot here to, um, the info dump, we want to th- say thank you again to Buzzkill Joe, as we do every single week. Um, mm-hmm. Joe, thank you so much for doing the research. I know that these next couple chapters are very big info, uh, dumpy, um, uh, uh, uh chapters. So thank you so much <laughs> for doing all the work. He, uh, he messaged me saying, oh, uh, we're on th- chapter 37 right now. And he's like, chapter 38's a doozy. And, um, it is a real doozy. It's going to be a is big, it? yeah, it's a big info oh, dump. Wow. There's a lot, a lot of stuff to talk okay. about. But, um, yeah, let's get to chapter 37. The last time we march. Mm-hmm. We get the name Fendorana, which is like another right. honor spren, um, a tall spren woman who had long hair streaming behind her. Um, it seems like she might be 
maybe the the one in charge of all these other ones um maybe a rival like maybe a frenemy of sill we're not really sure maybe more to come on that um we get the names of rock's family uh tuaka mm-hmm. also known as song his teenage twins which are gift and uh, uh gift and cord um his second son rock but much smaller i, I really, <laughs> really love rock. that it's so fun third son is named star um mm-hmm. uh, second daughter is shell um not not a shell you're familiar with it we you guys don't have them here i love that so much yeah. and then the third daughter is song but um a, a small beautiful song and so he refers to it as little song i love that a lot it's really really cool um got a couple other things here that we have to remember about uh gliss obviously is um renarn's um, Spren and like we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, Lunamore can't see um, Gliss, and he has this strange ability to be able to see Spren that others can't. So it's kind of um, strange that he can't see Gliss. Um, Relaine is in war form, so we have to make sure that we remember that that's in like he's not in he's not the old Shen version of himself. He is. Uh, war form Relane. So we have to remember he's got the carapace armor on the outside. He looks really buff. He's taller. Um, right. Rock's eldest brother is Kefa, right? And he's a new Atoma, which is, which means clan leader. And um, so he was their clan leader and he was killed by Sadius. So that's right. a that's an interesting thing to think about the family dynamics and sociopolitical things of the clan leader being killed and all that stuff. So it's it's really really cool to think about. Um, other names that were um, uh, rocks kin that were killed by Sadius were Tifi and Sinakua. So these are likely uh, rocks two older brothers, which makes leaving him the eldest is why he he's the eldest now, which leaves him as being the cook, right? So this is why he ended up being this um, this person. So it's 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 interesting um a few things here we got shiki which is an awesome drink that um that uh, Mm -hmm. a makes better um we get anticipation spren lunamore gave them a sign of respect hand his shoulder then to his forehead um this is a really cool like deference thing that he does for the spren i really love it Mm -hmm. it's really awesome um in the um unkalaki we have a few other terms here Tuana Likina, which is maybe a fourth son or lower. Uh, Afa Aliki, uh, which is a, a name of like of a powerful spren, maybe like a high spren as opposed to a lower spren. Obviously, Nuatoma, we just said, was clan leader. And Ali'i mm-hmm. Kamura, which is maybe a true spren, which may be um, like, a, the, like the honor spren, um, something like Sil. Um, these terms are all kind of interchangeable sometimes. And until we have more, um, reference to what rock is talking about, then there, we're not really fully sure as you and I are not really fully sure all these terms and where they fit yet. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the, uh, that's the end of the info dump. Um, yeah. So thanks again to, uh, Buzzkill Joe for, um, typing all this stuff up for us and doing the research. And, um, it's just really cool to have someone that we trust like him to, you know, to add to the show. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm excited to get through this, uh, um, book, but I'm also excited to have Buzzkill Joe back on the show when we do our end of the year thing with him. So yeah. yeah so thanks again, Buzz, for, uh, for all the hard work. 
Um, yeah, so that's the end of the episode, everybody. Um, we, if you want to join the Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash heroes of, you can go there and sign up and get the discord link. Um, there's all kinds of fun things. If you go to the second tier on the discord link, we will send you a nice little care package. There's a dice bag and a coaster with a little symbol on it and, um, a beer cozy. Um, that's the little sleeve you put on a can of beer. I don't know if not everyone in the world has those. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so if you want to join up, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of um, if you want to reach out to us you can do so at heroes of at gmail.com uh, you can hit us up on twitter at heroes of one on instagram at the storm pod and don't be shy and make sure that you join up the reddit page the subreddit page the storm pod and the facebook page of storm pod so dude we are doing one chapter one more chapter one next. chapter next episode yeah so we're gonna have another mm-hmm. one chapter episode i um i really thought about not doing that but i really like these two chapters are really important for like you know lore dumps and just really feeling the book we're gonna have a mm-hmm. lot of little chapters coming up that are all gonna be smushed together so i thought okay. it was really nice to be able to take some time on these longer chapters and really dive into sure. them so yeah so chapter Sounds 38 good. broken people next broken i love the yeah. title yeah it's actually really <laughs> funny because um there's a line that wow. uh rock says in mm-hmm. this ch- in the last chapter and the he says he's not broken the people aren't broken yes yes and right. then the next chapter is broken people and I sanderson know. tends to do that he'll say stuff in a previous chapter that ends up being the theme of the next one so it's mm-hmm. really 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 cool anyways thanks again everyone for listening we love you very much Until next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra.